Make some noise. Now everybody scream. No. We're not doing it. It's not that kind of podcast. Save save the listeners. Oh, holy crap. So what's all the fanfare all about? The fanfare is at Voyager's home, guys. Fuck, now I gotta keep all that in. I expected you were anyway. Holy crap, so here we are. We're, we're doing the final Voyager episode, Endgame Today, here on A Star to Steer Her By. It's our episode, I want to say 136. 316, so you had all the numbers. Jesus, gosh. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's that kind of day, guys. 136 would have been, what, TNG, probably? Mm, probably. Yeah, yeah, and, TNG. Edited in afterwards. No. Yeah. No. no. That no. means that means another recording, Mr. and that's not wow. happening. <laughs> 316, you say? Yes. That's even better. We like that. Because here we are. We're doing the whole thing. Whoa. Woo. Woo. I wish the episode of The Rock could have been 316. I mean, I know that he's not Steve Austin, Steve Austin. but... All right, fine. Apparently Liz is the only Here. person here with any fucking culture. No, I mean, I got it, but <laughs> I, I was just like, I but just, that's not the right Steve wrestle Steve Austin, like the $6 million man? Yes, what? also that. Also, yeah, different Steve Austin. But yeah, yeah or maybe the same. We don't know. We're so interesting, guys. Holy crap. Uh, but uh, if, if with American healthcare, story, anyone can be the $6 million man. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, oh, ha! I, I don't get it. Don't it's expensive. It's very expensive my, my to be sick. Isn't that good. Oh, is that why he's called the Six Million Dollar Man? He has like a knee replacement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, I mean, that's good. good. He, he got, he got food poisoning. Got some fluids. <laughs> oh the boy, ER. you're gonna be paying for that the rest of your life. All right, let's actually get to the uh, end game that Ames is trying to we'll desperately try. get to. We'll get there. It's a, it's a, it's a two part, so it's gonna be a longie. Holy crap! My name is Ames. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jake. This is Chris. And I'm Liz. And Liz brought drinks. <laughs> Muadiba. We're drinking. It's not even noon. Oh, it's just noon now. But so. I started drinking like 15 yeah, minutes ago. So. Noon somewhere. Right here. But not for you, maybe. Unless it is. Congratulations. <laughs> However, in a different time, uh, it's the Voyager's 10th anniversary of returning home. Kapla! And we learn... <laughs> That it did take them 16 more years after where we're at in the show to get there. And like two dozen more crew members die in the process. Including seven of nine. But they did it. Series over. Woo! A short episode. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Admiral Janeway in the All Good Things uniform that we didn't care for that much, but we love the badge. uh, Yes. Is talking with Miral Paris, the daughter of... Tom and Bellana about some favor with Klingons. What's this going to be about? No, she's talking to Bellana about it. I'm jumping ahead because there's a lot to cover. Oh. Uh, Yeah, Chris, just let the woman speak. And uh, (laughs) Tuvok has a neurological disorder. And Chakotay freaking died, and that's a bummer. Quite young by Star Trek standards, too. Died of a broken heart. Yeah. Something is afoot. More like a broken fart. Uh, Back in the (laughs) present-ish. Thanks, Jake. The Voyager comes upon a nebula that seems rife with nerm holes. Nope, worm holes. <laughs> nope, nope, it is full of little nermals from Garfield. And they're all going to Abu Dhabi. No, he actually, he mailed them all there. To the wormhole. Oh. Let's go check it out. Oh, wait, it's full of Borg. Let's never check it out, no matter how much Harry whines. 
In the future, er, Admiral Janeway is stealing a chrono deflector from Klingons, always a good idea, before getting caught by Captain Harry. He did it finally. How fucking embarrassing for her, though. And yet she still she still makes him a bitch. But yeah, luckily Harry's She's like, I'll bang you back down to Ensign. <laughs> yeah, Harry gets definitely busted back down to Ensign for being a giant doormat and letting Janeway walk all over him. And Admiral Janeway, meanwhile, flies off into the past to meet up with her younger self and totally ruin Chakotay and Seven's makeout session. Typical Janeway. Bitch. So here we are, where everyone's together in the past-ish now. The present-ish, unclear. The future still, I don't get it. It's time travel, it's weird. No one think about it. Definitely not. And she wants us to get off the Voyager with future tech and go back to the nebula. What could possibly prompt her to want to do this? So she's chatting with her past self and says some stuff, and she mentions that she doesn't drink coffee anymore. And young Janeway's like, that explains everything. We're going back to the nebula right now. Strap in, old lady. <laughs> We're going to the nebula to get us some coffee for you. There's coffee in that nebula. We have to give it to the Admiral. Uh, and you know who doesn't want them to go into that nebula? The coffee. Freaking Borg Queen. Looking fine. Love this board. This is the OG board. Yeah, this is the first time. This is Alex. Alice. Oh, so it is. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she's, A. I love she's it. She's back and she's hot as ever. And we're blasting Borg cubes like they're fucking pinatas until we find this unit complex in the middle of the nebula. And young Janeway says, destroy it! And older Janeway's like, was I always this fucking impetuous? <laughs> so Admiral Janeway yes. spills the beans all over the place, which is unfortunate because our new chef, Chell, needed those beans. Uh, but fuck. <laughs> nope, hold on. Okay, good. I'm glad I got you there. <laughs> Resume. So fuck the temporal prime directive. As always, those time cops can't stop Janeway. So now Captain Janeway is conflicted because she knows all this stuff now. And Seven is having second thoughts about getting into a relationship when her death is inevitable now. And the whole crew rallies around their Janeway because fuck you, future mom. You're not our current mom. <laughs> Kids, what? <laughs> <laughs> But two Janeways do turn out to be better than one in the end, because Admiral Janeway has a plan, as she usually does. And she goes and tells Borg Queen some yo mama jokes for a while, and it's very interesting. <laughs> Until she gets her ass captured and assimilated. And it fucking backfires on Borg Queen, because Admiral Janeway had been like hypoed with a... I wrote neurolytic pathogen. That sounds right. Sounds right. And that infects all the Borg to death. Allowing Voyager to destroy the hell out of that hub and fly through the thingy and come out in the Alpha Quadrant. And everyone looks around and they see all the Starfleet ships like they're blubbing fish gawking at some Starfleet ships. We have a fish, Michael. And Tom and Owen still don't have lines! And Torres whelps a baby and the series just, just it just kind of ends. Yeah. Yeah. No denouement, just... And we're here. We're here. Yeah. Go home. And, like, I I like this episode, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. But as a season finale... A series finale. It is, uh, yeah, as a series finale, it is, I would say, objectively the worst since TOS. Interesting. Maybe TAS. One of these days... I don't know if TASA even got... Well, end. TOS and TAS didn't have... Planned series. Yeah, they just kind of they just canceled. Episodes. And that's what I mean. Like, so between the three so we have three. So far. Yeah, so like, but like, so we have 
TOS, TAS, no, TNG. no, not TOS. That yeah, those yeah. don't yeah, have those CAs. Don't, those don't have Like TNG had all good things, which like ended on like a really touching note. Yeah, and it's one of my favorites. The game. We have DS9 where we have like the big party at Vix and And then we remember about fire the fire caves. caves. Yeah, yeah, everything, fire, that, yeah, everything but, about that is great except for the fucking rushed ending on when in uh Yeah, but even, pot, even at that like we even yeah. still get that final scene of like Jake looking out at the wormhole and everything. So like we still have that sort of final character moment. Mm. And then this again, yeah, like you said, it just kind of ends. It just like because you know, I think I think everyone, literally everyone, including the cast, because everyone in the cast that I've read like their their reflections on have said like, yeah, we kind of wish we you know parted on us stepping foot on Earth. That would be a place to end the end the show. Well, they had two whole episodes. Why couldn't they have done that? Why didn't we make it to Earth? Really, I don't really know. Just... Because they needed to. Fucking rush seven of nine and Chakotay's romance. Yeah. Well, oh, they, like, if we could cut all of that and actually see them back on Earth, I would be like one hundred percent a okay. So yes. the thing is, the more the few times they've shown together, I've got to admit, like the two of them have chemistry. Oh yeah, they're so cute. But oh, it's just I like them if you had started this way earlier, like it just seems so weird to introduce such a major shift so late in the game. You realize it's just so they could have this. Chakotay dies of heartbreak thing. Yeah, tension in the final episode. It's like, could you at least drop this in, like, in episode two of the season, and then we could have lived with it for a while? Even if they had, like, telegraphed it in, um... Human error. Well, well, they did, but, no, I mean, Mm. the the one where they were... Like, but that was virtual. Natural law. Natural law. If they had introduced it at least a little bit there, I wouldn't have been happy, because I just, I feel like it's... It feels like they made a bet with Brandon Braga because mm. I, I feel like I heard someone say somewhere on Memory Alpha, Beltran was joking like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Braga, Braga won't write an episode where I get to kiss Jerry Ryan because they're dating, and then it felt like a challenge. Mm. <laughs> but again, they actually they worked really well off each other, mm-hmm. like with so many things. Oh, like they were great. Fuck, had you done this earlier, I'd have been here for it. Mm. I think the other sort of unresolved thing is throughout the series, they've kind of had this weird. Not weird, but like there's there's been sexual tension between Janeway and Chakotay. Janeway and Seven. Yes, and there's been sexual tension between Seven and oh, Harry. Oh, oh. Uh, that was completely one sided. <laughs> it was. Um, and the Doc, which is just gross at this point. Yeah, at this point, so at this point, they, they've they, yeah, that that potential creep. is dead and buried. What really is deeply upsetting, and obviously they did this on purpose, but like. When he first walks in with his wife, from behind, it could have been Jerry Ryan. Yeah. I expected him to have made a hollow Jerry Ryan. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that's as bad as uh, LaForge. Oh, and Brahms? And yeah. Brahms. Like, like... It's really I gross. mean, the thing is, I like the Doctor. I like Seven of Nine. There's a possibility that at a certain point, I would have liked the Doctor slash Seven of Nine. They're better as friends. But they just... Well, they just... They made it too gross. They, they did. They made Agreed. it too gross to work. They did. So yeah, I completely blame the writers for that. Again, as I said last week, I wonder how much of it is them just being mad at Robert Picardo for daring to have ideas. Yeah, I bet some of them were his. I think the I, I think he brought the idea. Did I write this down? That he should have a a, a date that looks like seven. Uh, that he should have a human date. It might have. It, it's possible. I'm glad. One thing that I'm glad that they did didn't do Good. is age up. The doctor. The doctor. That was like, pretty good. Because like in in um, all good things, they aged up data. 
They gave him the but the, for him it makes sense. Stripe. Yeah, they'd established that he does age at some point, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Ish, but I can also so, see I, Data just doing yeah, that I, on his I'm own. Sure yeah. his, I'm sure he like nobody needs to have gray hair in in the no. 24th century. Well, no one so. needs to be bald either. No um, one needs to have gray hair now. I think we need but, to normalize men dyeing their hair. That's all. I think it makes you look distinguished. Oh, I love when guys have some gray in their hair. I'm just saying that. Have like, you seen present day Beltran? Oh, silver wolf. Oh, that he man. can fucking get it any day, any fucking day of the week. Yeah, but speaking of the the Chakotay Seven relationship, like mm. this episode is a fucking feast for Mulgrew, and she has so many like little mm. moments. And I'm just like, that's excellent. And yeah. one of them is when future her is telling younger her, uh, if Seven dies in the arms of her husband husband Chakotay and there's this moment in younger Janeway where all she does is like shift her eyes like yeah. a millimeter and in that moment and I love when you can see actors thinking as their characters mm. and she's so good at it yeah. in that moment you can see all the things all the oh good Chakotay got over me I wonder if she I wonder if he made uh, seven a tub oh good seven you know got over her anti-relationship thing oh no that's really sad for Chakotay oh no that's really sad for seven. Oh no that's really sad for me yeah. I wanted tubs well and a three-way <laughs> Oh god! And all of that is in that moment, and it's like, damn, Mulgrew, you good? Yeah, I mean, it's I gotta give her, I gotta give her a lot of credit in this episode because it is, it is hard to, I'm sure I haven't done it, but it's it's hard, <laughs> I am sure, to act off yourself mm. when you when like when you're, you're not, not there when you're not there, right? Like, yeah. she some would, someone just off camera has fed you a line, and you're staring at someone in your wig. Yeah, and like. That's got to be very challenging, and yet somehow she has great chemistry with herself. You know, like <laughs> it really, it's she's a great scene partner for herself. And I got a great performance out of me when I directed Star Trek V because I respected myself so much. Yeah, exactly. It was um, another good moment. The moment when Admiral Janeway tells younger Janeway that she's off coffee, <laughs> and younger Janeway again, again, it's it's all the levels of like, oh, that's unfortunate. I, re- I really like. I wonder what happened to me that I did that. I did that. Lots of heartburn, you know? Yeah, like, what happened? Mm. Well, according to Prodigy, her doctor told her. Mm. Well, according to this one, she smashed her favorite cup. <laughs> that too, yes. Never recovered. I legitimately thought you were about to be like, well, actually, tea is just as likely to cause heartburn. That's like what I thought you were going to say. Is it? I guess yeah. it is, probably. Yeah. I really like the tension between the Janeways. Yeah, oh, yeah they were excellent. Like, just, I, I love how much how much they care. Like, like the like in the script and in the performances, like both performances by Kate Smallbrew. Yeah. And there's conflict <laughs> between them, which is really good. That's what the like my favorite my favorite aspect of it. It 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 isn't like other times we've had any and like we see this whether in Star Trek or in other sci-fi. It's there's so much reflection of like this is me in the future. This is what I will become. How like how how like this is me, as opposed to her. Like Janeway seems to fall into the mentality. Like one, she has a self assurance to like not use her future self to reflect on her own. Not like yeah. Like, to sit in self doubt or anything. Once like you that. once you know about the future, it's no longer set in stone and all this mm. thing. Yeah, and and she definitely seems to have already learned that. But she she doesn't treat Janeway like she doesn't treat Admiral Janeway as you know like with any kind of weird tentative uncertainty she just seems to accept Admiral Janeway as another person and Mm. just you know she has she has the the confidence to like still believe in her own her own thoughts beliefs and and stance in in her present self yeah I would have another admiral yeah no I'd be like how 
What I what what happens in my life that I bring to? Oh no, I need to think about what that means about me now. Instead, Janeway's just like, no, I don't know who you are. You're not me because I'm not you yet, and uh, and I, we could prevent this. Movie. And I disagree with you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you. She just treats her like an, like another any other admiral. At the end of the day, what's great is basically the reason there's conflict is because they're both Janeway. They're both incredibly stubborn. <laughs> they just you know. Yeah. Have different approaches to the situation because of their life experience. Though I do love Admiral Janeway because she just gives no fucks. Mm, that like, is... Yeah. She's she's like the kind of old lady that, that we all aspire to become. She is... This is like... It's funny because I couldn't help but keep thinking of... Um, Chakotay and Harry's excellent adventure. Timeless. Yeah. Mm. Like this is, this is her timeless. But yeah. uh... Whereas Harry became sort of, and put on a leather coat, she just became... Rooted. Yeah, she just became... Badass. <laughs> just yeah. more Janeway and a lot angrier. Yeah. And I feel like when they lay out her reasons, it's not... It makes like, sense. The, reason, the reasons make perfect sense, and they're and they're very sympathetic. And, yeah. uh, like, they're, I feel like other times this sort of plot happens... It's the set the the older the older person going back in time to fix things is sad. Like they're sad and old because they're weighed down by the burden of these tragedies in their life. Yeah, Harry she, was deeply sad. In yeah, that episode. she and she has all these tragedies like accumulated. She but she's just like ah fuck it, I'm gonna go fix it. The t- time is my bitch, and somewhere Captain Braxton is screaming in a cell. I told you, <laughs> I told you all. <laughs> You should have let me stop her. So, well, I thought about this, right? Because here's the thing. That was the thing. So, the time cops from the future... Wildly inconsistent. Yeah, well, they don't show up, right? So, this was meant to happen. You've got such a backlog. Well, here's what I think. I think it was. (laughs) I think that the future that they live in only exists because this event occurs. And the reason why they show up to prevent... Future's End? Future's End and, you know, the events in Relativity and all that. I think they were driving Voyager to this point. Because here's the thing. Mm. Like, like Janeway delivers a crippling blow to the Borg. Oh, yeah. In this episode. As we, and as we find out, spoiler alert, in Picard, it is a crippling blow. Like, the Borg are a shadow of themselves by the time we get to Picard because of this. So... It's not unreasonable, I think, to assume that the time cops are like, yeah, we like we need we can't let Janeway get killed before this <laughs> happens. So let's make sure this happens. Which I mean, I think we maybe said it at the time, but like I think this just proves that they're not enforcing the timeline. They're enforcing the timeline they want. Yeah, they're engineering the timeline. Like either that or there is a missing uh, there's a missing story. Where it turns out before all this, a slightly younger, older Janeway fucking killed the entire Time Cop force. Yes. Just single-handedly just showed up, murdered all of them. Which I'm okay with, because they're scary. They have too much power. That's a yeah. lot of power. Yeah. Dupain's alright. I like him. Yeah. We do have... So there's an interesting paradox, obviously. Cause yeah. Because Captain Janeway, who returns to the Alpha Quadrant in this episode... Yeah. Doesn't become isn't this Isn't gonna become... Yeah, no. so, like... Paradox there, but then the Borg Queen mm-hmm. apparently doesn't realize. No, she does Like, oh, if I kill you, then you won't come back in time. But it doesn't. doesn't that, that, matter. That's why she actually fell apart because she didn't say out loud. I was like, wait, 
But if she goes back in time now... She starts drawing the diagram. (laughs) Making diagrams of straws, like in Looper. Yeah, so like, Mm -hmm. like, apparently, it's wildly inconsistent. I'll chalk it up to the Borg Queen not fully understanding how time works, maybe? Which doesn't make a lick of sense. No. The thing is, most of these, like, time travel episodes only make sense if you assume... It's not so much they're changing history as creating a new parallel... Yeah, it's it's reality. The, it's, like, it's, it's, it's the it's the we Back need... to the Future one versus Back to the Future two. Yeah, I was just gonna say we need Doc to be drawn as a diagram, <laughs> and yeah. apologizing that it's not to scale or something. Um. <laughs> so does this mean? So we leave assimilated Admiral Janeway with Borg Queen, who is falling to pieces around her. Are we left to assume Admiral Janeway? just kind of dies of the same pathogen? Well, that thing thing blows up. up. Oh, she blows up? She finally got her deepest wish. Yay! She blew up. Now, that would have been an amazing thing, is if in the future we meet the Borg Queen. And it's Janeway. And it's it's old-ass Admiral Janeway. I'm into it. See, that's, that's the one thing. She did blow up a ship, but it wasn't her ship. Rather than modifying a shuttle, she should have brought... Museum future Voyager, <laughs> and then blown that up to solve everything. Yeah. Uh, I did like the little shuttle. I thought it was, was cute. Cool. Oh, was it? an armored Voyager oh, armor was pretty, was pretty great. I, I have to say it. I apologize, Ames. But all I could think was, oh, it's like the armor on the Batmobile oh, in the man. Tim Burton movies. Oh God! Armed. Every it really, time it really is though. It, yeah, it's same kind of like it kind of locks on in the same way. Yeah, yeah. it like slides out like yeah. Well, speak, it speak. always comes back to Batman. It God really does. Damn it. Also, though, since you brought it back to the future again, the old age makeup is way better than it used to be. Mm. But my God, did middle-aged Tom look like old Biff? Not <laughs> yeah. old, old Biff. Like, like middle-aged, middle middle like Biff. waxing the car Biff. Oh, from the original. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he actually no. To me, yeah, he, he looked he looked like rough. casino owner Biff. Yeah, you're right. That's what he looks like. Yeah, uh, like if casino owner Biff was in better shape. I thought they did a great job with older Barkley. Barkley yeah. was the best old person. Because they had a lot of yeah, like, he real close-ups yeah. on him. And I was like, holy shit. It's they got a bit of neck waddle. Yeah. They have the creasing around the eyes. Well, what it could it's be the coloration too is, of the skin. It's easy to forget that actually, like, Dwight Schultz actually kind of aged surprisingly well. He was older than you'd expect at that point. It could just be they weren't hiding stuff they previously had hidden with makeup. Maybe. But he still wasn't as old as all that, so they only had to put some prosthetics on. But also on. his mannerisms were the most convincing, I think, yeah. of, of the old people contingent. Mm. It also extended to his clothing, because, like, every, oh, like, Janeway had, like, a well-fitted uniform. Well, of course, she's one of Everybody the Everybody else looked great. Women. Barkley's wearing these ill-fitting pajamas. Well, that's I hated the t- highways. T- pulled up to, yeah, pulled yeah. up to well, his it's nipples. Not even, it's to not his even pants, it turns out. At one point, we see Janeway folding one. It's a jumpsuit. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of them probably too. It's like these were left over from all good things in that yeah. one DS9 episode. Like they probably made that. one for Kate Mulgrew specifically because we're going to see her in it the most. Right. Everyone else was probably in hand me downs. But like also, they fucking better. She's the lead of the show. Can you imagine if they were like, we're going to put Cisco in second hand? I mean, they put Jordy in one of Colomini's fucking jumpsuits for the movie. Whoa. That's why his sleeves are rolled up, they're too long for him. Mm. It's, it's legit one of O'Brien's jumpsuits. I wonder, see that to me is like, it's almost more shocking to me that LeVar Burton apparently has way shorter arms than Colomini than that they would give him a secondhand jumper. I don't know how big, but it was just, it was enough. They were like, yeah, just roll those up. And at the I mean, time, it was like, thicker. Mm, mm. 
from all the potato mashing you see. Well, I think it might, it might even just be that Meanie has wider shoulders, because when you think about it, like, LeVar Burton oh, yeah. has a slighter frame. Meanie's yeah. very broad. Mm, yeah. So he's made of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to let Ames have all the potato fun. casual Irish racism it's, fun. It's from, it's from picking up and flinging bobbies during the Troubles. Oh, God. Um, so, I had another thought. Do it. So, no, you didn't. <laughs> wow! Every now and again, they'll just, the internet. They, just, they just materialize. Um, how much of what happened was exactly as Admiral Janeway planned it? Like, because she had to... Everything have, start to finish. Well, she, like, had to have known that she can't, she can't go back to the Alpha Quadrant on this Voyager. Like... That's not going to work. Oh, she even well, says... Well, she says that to Harry. She's well, like, no, but, I, I assumed it was going well, to be a one-way one Well, trip. a one-way trip to the past. A one-way trip uh, in that shuttle. But, like, uh, like because if... So, he, if Captain Janeway had just gone along with what Admiral Janeway wanted to do, or, or what she said she wanted to do... They would have just flown they straight just, through. They would have just thrown, flown into the, the transwarp conduit and popped out in the Alpha Quadrant with Admiral Janeway on board. But that... She can't do that. Like, A... She's going to go to jail, right? Like the, those, <laughs> Well, assuming those, those... she doesn't just Back to the Future fade out. Right. So I had this thought that maybe Admiral Janeway, because she even says when, when Captain Janeway's like, is there any other way we can do this? She's like, well, there was one way. I was considering mm-hmm. this with Doctor. And, I want, and like considering that she, she had already kind of figured, figured this plan out, mm. I wonder if she was trying to do a little bit of... <laughs> reverse psychology on herself by... What would work on me? Yeah, because mm. well, she she knows that Captain Janeway is not going to just not destroy, destroy the <laughs> Borgs, if given the chance. She's like one of the cats with the couch. Um, so... <laughs> just can't, just can't resist. So I, want, and like, so I wonder if part of it was like, okay, I'm going to take her into the nebula, she'll see the Borgs, and she'll want to kill them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like use that. If she thinks it's her idea, she'll go along with it. But if she thinks it's my idea, she'll push back. Yeah. Well, cause cause like if she had just shown up and be like, okay, we're gonna take on the fucking board collective right now, the whole the whole collective, not just like a cube or. <laughs> but we have the armor now. We have armor. We have these cool torpedoes. But no, no, like we're gonna like we're gonna go kill the queen. Okay, how's that? Then Captain Janeway would be like, no, that's fucking insane. We're not doing that. We're not fucking doing that. But now it's like Captain Janeway's kind of idea, so. <laughs> yeah, it, that would make sense. Especially because it sounds like, you know, Admiral Janeway had even more encounters with them. And she just, she probably hates them so, so much. She wrote the book on it. Yeah. <laughs> Called Fuck Them Borg by Admiral Janeway. With a forward by Jean-Luc Picard being like, I thought I didn't like them, but Jesus Christ, this woman. <laughs> Man, those th- those um, temporal affairs department guys have to be fucking losing their minds when, when, these, when this ship shows up. It's like, wait, wait, how did you get back here? Uh, <laughs> it's classified. They got, yeah, there we go. They like well, they told Cisco they're like, oh, Kirk, we got we got a <laughs> we got a file on him three inches thick. Then they then they get to the Janeway file. They have a they have a wing dedicated, to her. <laughs> and it's not even that it's that we as we all know Starfleet is bad at memory. Like it's actually the most efficient memory system they have, and it's still the size of a gym. Yeah, they're just like oh, you wouldn't believe. But not a Jim Kirk. Yeah, I was gonna say which Jim? Hey. Which of the cats? Uh, 
So I also heard, you know, before this episode came out, even probably before they solidified what was happening in the episode, Mulgrew stating that she would fully support Janeway going down with the ship. <laughs> even Mulgrew is like, yeah. Janeway must Killer blow must, it up. Shit must destroy. And they kind of do, because they kill yeah. Janeway. Yes. So you got you kind of feel it. But I almost, like, I almost wonder, like, what would the satisfaction level be if it was, I need to get my crew home and I'll, you know pull what she wanted to do at night and say mm. I'll stay here if you guys jump through the thing and I don't know I, I wonder how that would have played out it would have made sense for her character and her arc that like if she's willing to sacrifice herself to get everyone else home but then it would have ruined Prodigy True. <laughs> I, think, I think an interesting way they could have done something like that is have Admiral Janeway say to Baby Janeway whatever happened Baby Janeway that <laughs> <laughs> You know, okay, I have this plan, but it's risky, and there's a catch. And the catch is, it takes two people to, mm. to carry out this plan, so we got to do it. Oh. To, we're going to do it together. So then you have, so then maybe... No, it's, grab that guy from Good Shepherd and yeah. kill his like ass. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, like but he would have screwed up. They already left him on Workforce Planet. <laughs> maybe instead of old Janeway getting captured, it's young Janeway that gets captured. And, mm. and like, maybe the Borg Queen doesn't know that there's two Janeways. So, oh, that'd be interesting. So, like, the Borg Queen's getting ready to, like, assimilate or otherwise torture young Janeway. And then old Janeway beams in and is like, resistance is futile. <laughs> Punches the shit out of the Borg Queen. <laughs> Punches her. And then they download the virus. Maybe, like, the plan was for young Janeway to get assimilated or something. I don't know. Um, but in any case, old Janeway flips the script gets herself assimilated and then like beams young Janeway onto the shuttle mm. and then Ooh. she uses the shuttle to get home. I don't know. Maybe That's something. interesting. Yeah. She, so then like they're like Janeway still kinda gets her sacrifice even though like old Janeway short circuited it. <laughs> old Janeway beams onto the uh beams into, you know, the board queen's chamber with a Tommy gun with the mobile emitter on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that gun from Field of Fire. <laughs> I'm going to jump to this note because it's on my card and I want to flip this card over. Sure. Uh, Garrett Wong, not a big fan of, of his of the stuff that they had him do in this episode. Uh, mm. He maintains that, you know, they should have, you know, got, gotten to Earth. And also, and I think I mentioned this, when they first see, oh, we're in the Alpha Quadrant, they all look more dumbfounded. Like, you know, there's some awe, but there's no, like emotion in the scene and Wong is like man because we were all kind of taking our cue off of Mulgrew in that moment who is exhausted who yeah. is like oh god we've finally done it holy shit we're home and everyone else is just like oh there it is wow and Garrett Wong's like no I'm gonna do a little something and he like he stirs up a tear and he does a little a little lip quiver and he's looking oh home and then he's like he's so proud like, I did a little a little thing to show that you know we're actually feeling emotion in this scene and they tell him later, oh, we moved that moment. And he's like, what? To where? After you hear the baby crying. Oh. So now, you know, you're oh wah, wah, wah. God. Tom looks all happy about being a daddums. And it flips to Garrett Wong doing the tear because, oh, my friend has a baby now. Not because, oh, we're home after all this fucking time and I'm overwhelmed. What? Especially, like, in the same episode where they, where they, where, like, they have him say, acknowledge that he has, in a stupid-ass monologue, <laughs> but, but he, one of the, one of the key points being, I've clear like, 
it's no, it's you know, it's no secret that I'm, you know, I've probably been the most enthusiastic about yeah. getting home. It makes sense for him to. Why are there so many? Is this still like how how much has been going on in the season just to screw Garrett Wilson? A lot, of everything. Yeah. Like this is beyond levels of petty, and it and and it's just increased my hate for what's his face, like Picardo. Oh, Brad Berman or Braga? Berman. I mean. Just- Whoever, let's just blame Berman. Whoever made yeah. the decision. Always, always easy to blame Berman. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, I wanted in that scene, like, they see their home, and they should, like, hug, and weep, and, cr- and like, yeah. shout. It's like, I, fuckers, come should, on. They should each have their own, like, like this is their final character yeah. movie. Yeah, and then the audience gets that emotional catharsis as well, instead of, ah, they made it. Like, fucking yeah, they made it. I, I think uh, they should have just finally just had Tuvok break character completely. Just go... Oh, fucking time. <laughs> Alternate thing they could add Harry do. They're there. Everyone's quiet. He just nods, pushes a few buttons on his console. Transporter effect sound. Bends down. Stands up. Got his fucking sax. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. like Bill Clinton. Yeah. Man. That's uh, definitely what this needed was more sax. Like, I, I see what they That's were going so cool. for, but... I think... I just think generally they... Tried to squeeze too much into one episode, even it's though it's, even though it's a two part. Like tr- trying to do all like the entire seven Chakotay romance. Yeah, Jesus Christ! You know, yeah. plus Why? plus the, the baby. Why was it so? Like the baby? Sure, that's an, that that's something that you that you yeah, had. She didn't just become pregnant two episodes so ago. Like, so we end without seeing the baby. No, we see it briefly. That's what I'm saying. But if, if yeah. we oh. were to end without seeing the baby, it would be yeah. We heard the cry. Unsatisfying. Yeah. Like without without the baby being born. Like if we end and, and she's still pregnant, yeah. And then it's like, oh you my could, baby you gets to be born in a hospital. You could wrap it up, but like it would. It's more satisfying for a series finale to just just give us the baby. And, yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I don't think they should have like, cut the baby. But like, but uh, the whole seven of nothing. Like why? Why yeah. was it so necessary for that to happen? It wasn't. I, like the tricky part sort of becomes there's so much to wrap up and like. Should this have been the penultimate episode, and then the finale is sort of a, um, what's that post-best-of-both-worlds episode called? Family. Would that have worked no. is the problem. Like, just no. having an episode no. of, like, epilogue. You gotta end it with getting home. Yeah, that, so that that's the tricky you part. Can't, like, well, you can't have a whole episode of, like, writing reports. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that, like, I feel like people talk about it just kind of ending, and I agree, but it's like, you couldn't really... Like, do we have an episode where they're just, like... Janeway's in a room like, so look, you're gonna pardon the Marquis, right? And they go, fucking fine. And things like that. So it's like, it's tricky. You like, I don't I don't think they needed a full episode. I think they mm-hmm. needed an additional scene. Yeah. Like, that's it. That They just need, they need Someone Tom, getting awards. They need right. Tom and Bolana to introduce Admiral Paris yes. to his grandson. Yes. There we go. Oh, they have good. fucking lines. And have, a, and have a moment, because like, this whole... It hasn't been harped on, but the I whole have. the whole series long, we know that Tom and his father have a very strained relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think having that reconciliation and doing that with the new baby would be perfect. I would say include Balana's dad in that, but also he's a piece of yeah. shit. No, no, I've got, I actually I had a plan for him that I was going to say next, but you he blows your up. Thought. He he's on his way to meet the baby, and his shuttle explodes. No, close, close. <laughs> uh, he's like you see them, you see the the Parises in the back with the baby, and you sort of see, you see a guy come kind of around a corner. And he's like, oh, who's this? Oh, it's him. And then just from the background, you just see Chakotay sneak out. I can stab him in the back a hundred times. Like that's for being mean to my friend. Chakotay's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think this episode just would have, like 
they could have had time for that, yeah. and they could have had time for other things that were kind of glossed over. Mm. More stuff for Harry, or more good stuff for Harry, I should say. Any stuff at all uh, for if Harry. If they didn't bother with the romance, because it wasn't necessary. It, and like... They did give us that one... It, the thing is, there's a great scene in the romance with Seven feeling very... Like finding the complication of I know I'm going to die. It's going to make you sad. What does it mean? I, I don't want to put you in that position to be sad. And it's a it's a nice scene. It's it's like you know the most human thing she's done. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Seven. You got there. You can check off fully human on your list now. But then Chakotay says this line that made Jake oh, and I we had to watch crack up for five minutes. Uh-oh. Uh And the line is. Uh, seven. Nobody can guarantee what's going to happen tomorrow. Not even an admiral from the future. And it's the goofiest line. It's it's, so stupid. He does a great job delivering it, but then you, like, a split second happens and you register, that's fucking, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Clearly, Back to the Future Part 3 doesn't survive the Atomic Wars. Because no one gets the lesson from that, where the future isn't written yet. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's that exact scene from... From Back to the Future Three, when mm-hmm. when the when the you're fired disappears, yep, and it just I want I want to like someone to do an edit <laughs> of that scene where they just have like maybe maybe like an AI voice of Christopher Lloyd instead of saying your futures haven't been written yet, he goes no one could tell you what will happen tomorrow, not even an admiral from the future, <laughs> future admiral. <laughs> an admiral from the future. future. <laughs> It sounds like a B-movie sci-fi yeah. that way. The Admiral from the future! <laughs> the next Captain Proton yeah. adventure! <laughs> Admiral Proton, he comes yes. back to help Captain Proton defeat, you know, Chaotica. Yeah, I mean, yes, we could have dropped the whole Chakotay 7 thing, but I did end up, every scene I'm like, but they're so cute. Yeah, like I said, what it really just emphasized to me is it annoyed me, because again, it's like, why didn't this start ages ago, you idiots? Yeah, I, I liked it. It's, it's a real bummer yeah, that they saved be- it up for so long. It's because Chakotay treats everyone he meets human. Mm. You could tell him right now, like, hey, Chakotay, this lamp is sapient. And he would treat it like he treats everyone he's because so he's such a good guy. Lamp. He'd mm. love lamp. Yeah, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he does that with Seven. And I think, you know, that's such a great thing for Seven in her, you know, in... For, for her character to have this pairing. Like, it makes so much sense. But, mm. like, the second you see, oh, they're doing that in this episode. Da-da, damn it. But I love them. Mm. Damn it. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, you know it would have been corny, but I think kind in of... In a fun way? In a fun, in an interesting way. In a, in a cute way, I guess. So, like, Janeway has this magic shuttle that she souped <laughs> up. Wouldn't it have been cute if it was a... Instead of a, a, plan, a plane shuttle, if it was a... Flyer class runabout. Oh, I like that. That is cute. Oh, yeah. Or a Captain Proton blimp. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they cut a scene, or they they deleted a scene at some point. I don't. They don't know if they filmed it or not. Uh, that would have been Chakotay having dinner with both Janeways, Ooh. and then <laughs> and then Admiral Janeway would take him aside, you know, out of earshot of, of Captain Janeway. And Admiral Janeway would ask, ask him like, "Oh, how so? How's that? So how's things going? You know, romantically or whatever?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Well, I know about you and Seven. And he'd, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's doing, it's doing good. <laughs> hmm. You build her a tub yet? So many. Yeah, I don't know. I think they could have lost the romance, and it, they didn't even need it. It didn't even need to be a romance subplot. It could have just been 
Chakotay was the one that died on the trip home. Yeah, and I, I, Janeway feels incredibly guilty about that because. Or they both die in in different ways. Yeah, maybe they're both dead. Maybe she like I lost Chakotay, and I lost Seven on the trip. Two of my best friends on the crew, and my be- very best friend in the whole world. Janeway. Janeway, <laughs> uh, Tuvok is going is going nuts. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just the cost uh, of spending another 16 years in the Delta Quadrant is too high. So that's why I'm doing it. The fact that Seven died and then Chakotay died... Padme. Died years (laughs) later. (laughs) It's just, it's not, it doesn't, it's also not personal enough for Janeway, right? Like, I think it would have been more personal if it were, like, really, it could have just been Chakotay or Chakotay and... Seven both dying without the romance. Also, I, I know... Ghost romance. That's bad. Ah. I, I know, you know, it's like, oh, look, Harry's finally a captain. Yeah, but they still gave him a fucking 20-year-old ship. Mm, oh, the yeah. Rhode Island? Yeah. It was Nova. pretty. It was yeah, a Nova class. Yeah, but, that, but by this point, when you think about it, that's an old fucking ship. It was souped up more. Like, if you actually look at the shipyards books and shit, mm-hmm. it looks different than the Equinox. Oh, it does. Okay. It's got a little bubble over the bridge. Okay. Which is cute. Listen. It's not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah, that, that's the thing they don't explain. That was actually just part of the design of the original. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Very controversial. Ransom was having one a of bad the, One of Starfleet's... <laughs> most celebrated starships, the Hood, right? Who's Who yeah. has been at all these fucking engagements. Wolf 359. Yeah, it's true. All these other engagements. I think it was, I think we see it in DS9. What kind fucking, of ship is it? Fucking Excelsior class. Oh, it's like yeah. 90 years old yeah. star, starship design. Was, was that the one's Excelsior class? The Excelsior, Excelsior. from Star Trek 3. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, isn't that the yeah. one that yeah. dropped McCoy off at the... Captain Fancy Baton. Yeah. <laughs> the Enterprise D in the premiere? Probably. Was it that? It's because it's definitely an Excelsior, but I can't remember if it was the Hood or not. Yeah, we see the Hood a few times. Yeah, that's true. Still kicking around, probably. Yeah, and yeah. so, and like, I, and I assume it's not the only Excelsior class. So, I mean, if you have a good design... In Prodigy, we see something very, very similar to the Excelsior class. Yeah. Well, and it, they tweak that too In things. Prodigy, they do, they show a lot of ships that look... Like refit models of, of yeah. other ships, so yeah. Well, I think in Picard season two they introduced like the Excelsior two class. Yeah. Well, they also have the Neo mm. Constitution class, which <laughs> so ugly. That being fair is something. A lot of the stuff in Picard, they actually just took ships from Star Trek Online and said, "Fuck it, they're canon." You know. <laughs> and I think that was one of them. The Neo Constitution class. So ugly. You know what it is? It's ugly. It's a fucking PT cruiser. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Fuck, that's exactly what it is. Oh, no. I don't remember what it looks like. We'll have to look at it. I mean, it's just, it's just like the point of the PT Cruiser was yeah. we're going to make a shitty modern day vehicle. We're going to make it look. We're going to put fake wood paneling on. We're going to make oh, it look like gonna... a, a classic hot rod. But it's a piece of junk. Oh my god! Parents ex- had a PT cruiser for a while, didn't they? My mom still has a PT. That's cruiser. exactly what it is, though. It is the PT cruiser of starships. <laughs> Fuck. Which is nostalgia bait for yeah, boomers. Well, yeah, well, I'm fucking letting crumble. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back to yep. uh, Tuvok because we get some great Tim Russ stuff, which is always awesome to see when they give Tuvok something to do. And in this case, it's have a neurological disorder that he's suffering from and, and spouting nonsense and stuff. I couldn't help but think of uh, 
Fuck. Apparently you could. Apparently you could help but think of it. <laughs> From Arcadia. Uh, spoilers for Arcadia. No, I don't remember. A play. <laughs> um, Stoppard being stopperty. But yeah, one of the characters kind of like... We, it, it, we find out sort of through dialogue. We don't see it. But a character basically goes mad because someone dies, locks himself in a room, and spends the rest of his life doing math. I can see Tuvok doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's, it sort of seems like that's what he was doing. Well, no, he had an actual disorder. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, someone died, and I'm gonna put this on myself. No, he he could not help this. So okay, but what was the chance? I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, Jake. Go ahead. No, no. No, I was gonna say, what are the chances that all the fucking brain scrambling he's gone through in the last seven years yeah. is what caused this shit? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. it's else? definitely it's definitely when Kess boiled his brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had what brain boiling, the parasite. Had some the, interesting mind melds. The brainwashing yeah. from oh, the Bajoran, Bajoran dude. Oh, the brainwashing from Workforce, workforce Planet. Yeah. yeah, mind melding with Lon Suter. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> like that drove him mad immediately. <laughs> Having been Tuvix, <laughs> S- selling trauma on the black market to those. those... No, he loved that. <laughs> yeah, like true. his 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 brain is like. The brain version of having destroyed your liquor, liquor, liver through years of alcoholism. <laughs> he's got like just, just, oh, he's yeah. got what, what, jaundice of the brain. Cirrhosis, psoriasis, yeah. psoriasis. No, cirrhosis. 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 Yeah, psoriasis skin thing. Yeah, I know. They're too close. They yeah. are close. Um, what am I, a fucking scientist? Leave me alone. Yeah, there's also a great comment that's like, oh, could it, I know there's a cure if you get back to the Alpha Quadrant. He's like, oh, yeah, so the answer is if I do a certain ceremony mind meld with another Vulcan. And Jane was like, you can't do that with Vorik? And then Tuvok says, I'm not touching Vorik. Yeah, Vorik's <laughs> gross. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Vorik, seriously? If I melded with Vorik, I'd become gross, okay? <laughs> I like Vorik. God but also... <laughs> It was just very Vulcan too, though. Like, like, why didn't you say anything? Need to the many, motherfucker. Yeah, how many yeah. times do we have to say this to you humans? Do you know how many half sisters and half brothers I have? Do you know how many ambassadors <laughs> I, and parents of my parents are ambassadors who have been on this very <laughs> ship? Well, so apparently, the, need, the need to the many isn't just a standard Vulcanism. It's it's specifically a Spock thing. Yeah, he's that like, was to weird. Quote Ambassador Spock. It's like okay. I figured that was just a Vulcan. thing. I thought so too, but I guess it's really Maybe it's just a Spock, Spock thing. Well, I don't know, because uh, the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few may not be the logical choice, depending on who the many and the few are. Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. that... And I feel like a Vulcan could argue their way through that. Because well, the few could then could then be crucial to the needs of the many. Right. Oh, God, we're in a fucking... What's the word? A, a like loop. a feedback loop? Yeah, yeah, feedback loop. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It's it's probably just something that Spock made up to make Kirk feel better. And actually, I can see, you know, in a weird way, like, when you think about it, Vulcans, yeah, need the many on the one hand. On the other hand, Vulcans are just so fucking full of themselves. It's like, I am terribly important. I need to live. Do you know how many Katras I'm holding right now? <laughs> so many. Well, here's a tiny, tiny touch that I wrote down that I heard, because I heard it on Memory Alpha, and I wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't written it down. Mm. Uh, once we're back in Alpha Quadrant, Janeway goes back to calling Chakotay Mr. Chakotay instead of Commander Chakotay. Because the provisional ranking from the Delta Quadrant wouldn't make sense anymore. <laughs> and she is fickle as fuck, that Janeway. Yeah. Whoa. Immediately demotes him. Well, he's McKean. Yeah. He's going to prison right now. I, li- I like the touch of having, you know, her final order be set a course for, for home. home. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. That was good. Yeah. 
They said the words to the journey so many times this episode. Oh and my that's, god! And that's going to be the name of the documentary when it comes out that I was hoping would be out in oh. time for us to finish this show. But shit. I guess they, they have so much extra shit to do and COVID, I'm sure, took an extra time off of this thing. I forgot that was going to be the name of the... Uh... The documentary? Yeah, now I need a new name for this episode. That's what I was going to call it. Oh no! It would be in true Star Trek fashion if you just duplicated the title. These true, things. true. That's true. I'll call it Two the Journey. What's the number two? Oh, yikes. Two Journey, Two Furious. <laughs> we, um, two Journey, Two Home. <laughs> I bet you could drift a uh, an intrepid class. Yeah. I mean, we've ahead. all seen Spaceballs. Yeah. We get one scene of Ethan Phillips on... on Briefly, And yeah. it was sweet. Playing, playing. Yeah, oh, it was, it was great. It, it was a shame yeah. that it was in service of the romance subplot, but... But also, I love the idea that, like... She didn't feel comfortable confiding with anyone on the ship about it, so she's talking to Neelix, who's, like, helping her plan dates, which is so Neelix. It yeah. is. It, w- it was actually appropriate, I thought. I liked yeah. it. That's so Neelix. Hope they were able to call him back. Right? With Barkley's their array. Game. <laughs> we'll just be like, oh, hey, Neelix, we didn't all die or something. Just so, because otherwise, you know, just one day they stopped calling, and he would have been like, oh. Oh, no. And then he packs up all his Talaxian friends and, and books it to the Alpha Quadrant to see what happens. Hmm. But, again, they do have the quantum hoodily 11-minute thing. I'm sure they just rang. We're like, we're fine, yeah. we're here. What are you doing? Can you play a game of Cotiscot in 11 minutes? Well, it would be like when um, people do uh, oh, like mail chess. Chess by oh, mail, yeah. Chess, yeah. They can just do that. Mm. I would really want to know how to play Cotiscot. <laughs> the writers don't know. I know they don't, but I would like to know. Um, I bet fans have come up with something. I feel like at least this time I had the clearest idea of what Endgame looks like. Because it's always just a pile of sticks. And oh, like, that's Kalto. Oh, Kalto. Oh, Kalto. 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 Kalto was the board game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like Connect Four. Yeah, Kalto. Shit. The idea, idea is that eventually it creates a like a little cage form. Yeah, I like that Icheb got to. Was that in this episode? Yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome! I like that Icheb got to beat. Uh, yeah, everyone because his brain didn't work. Right in front of Harry. Uh, he might have won anyway. It's just that's uh, convenient. Yeah, I like that, I like that Tuvok is such a sh- sore loser that, like, if he loses a game, it must be... No, my be brain bad. must be malfunctioning. <laughs> He's got this some kind of medical problem. Oh, but it's actually, it's, him. It, it, made me, it made me think of, like, uh, the Finney episode, where Spock is like, something's wrong with the computer because I can beat it at chess. Mm. And they're like, mm. what? I programmed it. So if I'm playing it, the best I should be able to do every time is a draw. I'm beating it. Someone broke the computer. And yet, Kirk's a better chess player than Spock, so... Because mm. he cheats. <laughs> yes. Oh, right, that's from, what, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, so we meet Naomi Wildman's daughter, but we oh, don't yeah. meet future Naomi Wildman. Yeah, they already were paying enough actors to talk. That's true. <laughs> Had to bring some Klingons, you know. Yeah. I liked Meryl Paris. She seemed cool. Oh yeah, that's she. I, I love how how Klingon she was. How effectively Klingon she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Because fuck you, mom. You don't want me to be Klingon. I'm gonna be more Klingon. I am so Klingon. <laughs> it was really cool though. Yeah. I liked it, and I thought it was interesting that the Klingon genes seemed to be very strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her bridges yeah. seemed more defined than her mother's. She enhances well, them. I was gonna say that's because she uses makeup to like highlight it to make it pop more. <laughs> What's interesting? How to make your ridges pop? So like. Maybe she's an influencer. Oh. All these people agreeing to go along with this, essentially being like, well, gonna erase myself. Hope it works out. <laughs> How many of them knew that this was what it was for? At the very least, I Harry. Think just, no, Barkley. 
Barkley, yes. Barkley told EMH who told Harry. Right. But and Harry still, even knowing that, lets Admiral Janeway talk him into it. Well, yeah, that's because Letting her go. Yeah. <laughs> and Janeway but, has a history of abusing ensigns, so yeah, the fact yeah. that she wouldn't have told morale what's actually True. going on isn't surprising. But, but I guess Barkley going along with it makes sense, because Barkley's a little insane. Yeah. Also, You have an insane plan? I'm there. Yeah, Janeway just talked him into it. Oh, and Bellana apparently in the future, basically has Kalar's job. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, that yeah, one makes right. sense. The, I didn't the think liaison of that. liaison to the yeah. oh, I like that. Which again, because Kalar also wasn't fully clinging, was she? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. she was. She was, she was half. half, right? Yeah. yeah, she was great. Yeah, she's the best ever. Kind of bummed we did not get to see Chell mm. making food. I failing oh, I love the he's pun a, name. I did love we the don't puns. know if he's a bad cook. We just know he's a bad titler. Chicken warp cordon um, blue. Great. Yeah, I, you're 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 Those mispronouncing great. great again. Okay, well again, th- as far as everyone else is concerned, I also was amused by them. Yeah. It does I, I do love the idea though. It's like because we talked about it, I was like, oh my, who's gonna replace Neil? Oh chill, that makes a weird kind of sense. Mm. Yeah, it seems like a lot of Bolians go into service industry. Because weren't there there were two Bolian yeah. barbers on That's right. the yeah. Enterprise. Mott started a whole franchise because we saw that on Free Cloud, I yeah. think. And like and Chelda like we knew he had no aptitude for security. Mm. We've known that for seven years. Well he'd been a Maquis for God's sake. Yeah, he was probably the cook. He was the, the IT guy <laughs> or something. Well I think it was who was it? I remember we were talking about like how the hell did Chell wind up in the Maquis? And one of you wasn't me said like it was to impress a woman and it was like that's exactly what it was. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep, no, that is not a man who had strong ideological conventions. He fell for some rebel. Do you think it worked? I mean he wound up in the Maquis. <laughs> Oh, to impress the woman. Yes, no, not correct. at all. Okay, that's that's yeah. He's or it didn't. She though. died tragically. One or the other. Oh wow, boy. Well, Valen, yeah. Chell just has this passion for cooking, but the entire time he's been a Voyager, he's had to play second fiddle to to Neelix, and mm. he's never been able to be the cook. And Why now can't they switch off? He's like, finally, finally, I get to be the cook, and and you know we'll be in the Delta Quadrant for years. <laughs> People will love my food, and and I'll be the most popular crew member, and. And where what? Everything's coming up, Chell. Yeah. Future Chell then goes back trying to keep this from happening. Yes. <laughs> and 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 Captain Braxton continues to scream in his cell. I mean, that's just always. <laughs> He's just thinking about time. And don't think about time, guys. Uh, I really hated Kim's monologue. It was it Cheesy. was very on the nose. It was so forced. Yeah. It was so like we need you. The moment, uh, the moment he said it's not about the the destination, it's about the journey. I audibly groaned. <laughs> I startled my yeah. cat because I was like, "Oh my god!" The real treasure was the friends we made along the way. Shut up, Harry. Here's what they should have done. There's one thing that should have happened too, vague, tangentially related to Kim. Yeah. They pop out of the conduit, and it's not in space. It actually is on Earth, and they have to like. Just barely dodge out of the way of an apartment complex where Harry's parents are looking out like, ah! <laughs> so it did almost open in their living room. Yeah. That would have been funny. Okay. Plus, Tom could have shown off his fancy flying by not smashing into a building. <laughs> I remember he was deprogrammed last week. He's a very responsible flyer now. Yes. No, he, yeah. Fucking Wait, he failed. failed. Yeah, just he failed that. He absolutely didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know. He failed that and between scenes murdered that man. He, he did not. My so God. Much. 
Janeway sure. wouldn't let him. He asked, and Janeway wouldn't let him. I just don't think. I just don't think Tom Paris has murder in his heart. You know. Okay, yeah. fine. But Chakotay heard how mean he was. Chakotay no. should have stabbed the guy and ran back. The birdhead people certainly did. I think it's even less about Chakotay. I just now imagine Chakotay killing people to make his friends sad. What is wrong? It's his weird, <laughs> well-meaning dark side. Uh, yeah. Not much. We have a lot to get through this episode. Uh. Oh yeah. All right, last thing on my notes I wanted to bring up. Okay, so finally, now that we're at the at the final episode, Memory Alpha finally tells me what the full list of Janeway deaths is. <laughs> because Whoa. the whole, like, every time there was a new Janeway death, we're like, this is the eighth Janeway death. This is the fifth Janeway death. And I'm like, but how many total are they going to be? And we finally get to this episode, and there's nine of them. So there's this one. There's Time and Again, Deadlock, Before and After, Worst Case Scenario, Year of Hell, Timeless, Course Oblivion, because it is te- kind of a Janeway. Mm. Uh, and Relativity. And and somehow, the, like all their list of Janeway deaths, none of them had Coda. So there might even be more Janeway deaths. Oh, yeah. So much Janeway death. She looks great. <laughs> oh, you look great for someone who's been dead so much. Quite a lot. Would you say death becomes her? Oh, ah! hey. I don't get it. No, I wouldn't. I know. I just wanted to say I don't get it. That's fair. That is it for my notes. Overall, let's get to the overalls while we're here. Yeah, it's like decent episode, and I think the end kind of like just was a wet fart. Mm. Because I feel like I just I was so like ready to be happy that they're home, and then it just ended. I was like, but I wanted to be happy. I'm not happy enough. I think just like. Even even if they kept it with, confined to that scene and didn't add an additional scene, which they should have, like changing could, the diaper scene, they they could have just had just done more with Harry's. the scene. Like there wasn't enough characterization. Like there were like th- these were our final character moments. Yeah, it wasn't even like a panning shot over each of the crew. Right, like mm. close up showing all of their individual reactions. Yeah, like, like, like they should have had that pan. Like I think in one of the movies. Insurrection, I think they do a pan over everybody when Except something's Beta. happening. Yeah, I, yeah. I think because I sort of I'd heard before that people weren't satisfied how abruptly it ends. I was mm, braced for it. So okay. I was like, okay, yeah, this is you know, it was like being ready for the end of Mass Effect Three to be a little unsatisfying. Yeah, like you hear about it long enough and you get to it and you're just like, oh, I see what they mean. Yeah, I get it. I, get, I was expecting far worse though. See, I was. I knew that they weren't going to like. Get to Earth, yeah. and stand in front of the Starfleet Academy or anything, or give a speech. And I knew it was—I knew that wasn't going to happen. But the fact that you know they get home, they have a couple of just very normal lines. Janeway does a quip, and that was nice. And I think it was uh, sorry to be early to the party or whatever mm. she says. Yeah. And then it just ends. Like I expected there to be a you know welcome home, like an actual like big thing. It felt like an ending of any other episode. Like there was going to be bit. one next week. Yeah, yeah. Next week, we do it again. I wonder if the logic was, or the reasoning was, that we see a we get a kind of a cheated denouement in the beginning, with with this like potential future for all these like that future is now erased and things are thrown into you know like thrown back into bookend it though. I love a bookend. Yeah. Fireworks every, like, well, every scene. Were, the fireworks were when they blew up the sphere from within. That was cool. Nah. These fucking transphasic torpedoes are yeah. shit. Oh, here, no, here's your final scene. Give it to me. It is... So they arrive home, exactly as they did. We forgot Neelix. That scene ends, and then... Kevin! The next scene is <laughs> the, the new 
10-year reunion of mm. their return. Oh, shit, I like that. And they're, all, and they're all at the party, and it's like, it's more or less the same. And then Seven and Chicote walk in, and they're, uh. and they're there for the toast. And Neelix uh. is serving drinks. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and Neelix, and Neelix is there. They found a way to get him. Visiting. Yeah. He, went, he came through the, the, the special... Neelix wormhole. They found a wormhole at some point. It's yeah, been 10 in years. ten years. You don't even need any lines in that scene. It's just the same scene yeah, as the beginning. Yeah, and then you feel like that kind of warm moment. Been set right. And then you see the whole crew all Jake together. Did it. Jake and, got you know, it. And they all do the toast. Jake often does it. Good work, Jake. Oh, speaking of good work, Jake, do you want to talk about this season before yes. we jump in? Before we get too big and think series, let's talk about the rest of this season. So I did have a question because you you sometimes know these things. Oh Christ, what have I done? Because I do feel like you know there, like I've said before that feels like there's a little season seven fatigue. Were they working on starting up Enterprise at the same time? Was this kind of the same thing with TNG where it was like season seven was kind of because eh, they were working on DS nine and they, now they're like. They definitely were working on Enterprise. Uh, I know one of the recent episodes, and I forget which one, and I didn't take the note, they like went to the writers of that episode because you know they did a good job, and they said, would you like to work on Enterprise? Uh, uh, because you know they had people already working on the premiere, and mm. so they needed more people for like the rest of the shows, and they were finding their writing staff, it sounds right. like. Right. Because, oh, yeah, like, overall, like, it wasn't a bad season, but I feel like there was a lot of... This was fine episodes. Yeah. But it, de- it definitely felt moments where I was like, are they trekking themselves too thin again? Yeah. Yeah, they, what I found with this season was there were a couple of pretty good episodes. Yeah. There was a lot that was very middle of the road for me. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of, like, real shit either, though. Like I. Uh, yeah, no, I think that I had, like, one... Where I was just like, oh yeah, fuck this episode. And then the others were like, oh yeah, I guess that wasn't great, and that wasn't great. I feel like yeah. that's kind of the theme for me for all of Voyager, though. Like, I agree with that. There's like, there's some really good highs. Mm-hmm. There's not a ton. I would say that there's more, like if I, there's more top episodes for me anyway of DS9 mm-hmm. and TNG than there are, like the high of, the high highs of Voyager are not yeah. as high as the highs of the previous two series. But there's also for me, fewer like real lows like there's some yeah. real stinkers yeah. in tng and real ds9 bad. just like real it's like oh. i will i never want to watch this again like if there's you average bad. everything out they're probably more equal than not yeah i was gonna yeah. ask you know because ds9 i think on the whole as a whole show still my favorite show. yeah agreed voyager and tng Voyager might creep just a little over TNG and when you look at it on the whole because TNG has so much early shit. Oh, those first two seasons. Like all oh bad. God. Like yeah. so well, much yeah, bad. Yeah, it's got that shit that drags down. Yeah, and there's definitely... And I, the chaos on the bridge years. Yeah. Yeah. And also, think, and we're, we're, we're out of talking about the season and into the series again, but whatever, fuck it, we're here now. I also wonder if I, I think most of the characters in Voyager I find more interesting than all of the characters in TNG. Because, like, the women in TNG are blips. Mm -hmm. Most of the characters in TNG have no character growth. Well, yeah, and that, again, we said it at the time, it was like, they never fully recovered from that no-one-can-be-mad-at-each-other edict from Roddenberry. Like, they did their best to kind of break out of it, but there was already a certain amount of momentum that prevented them from ever fully, Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I think... I think it's the character growth that makes a huge difference for me with yeah. Voyager. Because, like, as I'm watching the finale, for all of its flaws and for all of my grapes about it, you know, the, the oh, the, 
that that false labor moment. Mm-hmm. Was that this episode? Or was it yes. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. Yeah. That was the beginning episode. of the first half. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that because it felt very human and it was like... It's I mostly real... Klingon. <laughs> and... it, it was very sitcom-y, but... but in a way I was okay with. But it felt like... Paris was so, like, suddenly, like, uh, Paris had be- has become likable to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the way he was acting that whole moment was like, oh, wow, Paris has grown up. I mean, like, it was, it was, Look at Tom. I like him. It was very sitcom dad. You know, it's time for what? What do you think? <laughs> uh, and, but, like, the way then, he's walking up, he's tapping his chest. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm in bed. I'm in my pajamas. Like, oh, what about Bellana? Right, good idea. <laughs> like, all of these right, little Right, you moments, need her. It was all like, but like the whole the whole time that he's like being like the supportive dad who wants to be there, you know, like this is all this is this is a far cry from the from the Tom yeah. Paris at the yeah. start of the series. Oh goodness, mm-hmm. yes. When like, Torres tells him like you have to be on the bridge, fly boy. I'll be here with Doctor. I'll be fine. Like, like fucking yeah. child mortality, like pregnant women mortality, not existent in in this day and age. Oh, we'll be okay. What and you can watch in in McNeil's face just the. Yeah. I want to be with her here with her. Will she be okay? Will I be okay? Is everything going to be okay? Everything yeah. will be okay. I'll have to go to the bridge. Mm. He was doing so much with this, like, this, you know, this this trite and done arc, you know, of, like, you yeah. know, we're having a baby. Like, this is something that, uh, that you know, it's, it's it can be easily, like, overdone and cliched. But, I don't know. I feel like the two of them sold it by the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering, so when Tom asked the doctor to induce, why, what, what, like... What about the fetal transport? Fetal <laughs> transport! I saw that went poorly once. Yeah. There's no reason anybody should be forcing a human being between their, out of their crotch in the future. It's fetal it's, transport it's, all the way. It's just one of those things where people are like, I can do it the old-fashioned way for some reason. Well, there cause... are a lot of immunities that are conveyed via... By, the, by conventional means. Yeah, but it's the 24th century. They can just true. give they them a shot to, now. They have to really... Anyway. Um, Nanites. <laughs> yeah, going back to the the like the this C series comparing it with others, I think yeah, I agree that like the character work on on TNG was was piss poor for most of the characters. Yeah, they they did something with Worf, they did something with Data, they did nothing with anyone else. Like Picard. how did Picard? Picard go? got some work. Like Picard got moments where like you know inner light and things Family. like that, yeah. like contained ones. But like overall, if you compare Picard at the beginning of the series to Picard at the end of the series, like what major change has he overcome except for like overgone? He's Undergun- just added trauma. Undergun- yeah, like there's he's he's coming out with more trauma. I would say he became less of a stick in the mud. Like I, th- I think that's what they were trying to illustrate in mm. in uh, all good things is that like you know Picard's never really connected on a personal level with most of the crew. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, I think yeah, he definitely over the course of the seven years, the stick gradually got pulled out of his ass. I can accept that. But but yeah, I mostly agree. So I, I would say that like Voyager combines like the the really strong character work that was done on DS9 with the like the format and structure and mm. the types of stories yeah, the, on TNG. You have to end you have to end where you begin. Yeah. <laughs> Very so, little continuity. Which to me ultimately I would say it ends up being kind of a watered down version of both. Right, like mm-hmm. we don't quite get the level of character work that we got in DS Nine. Right, because because of that that wiping the slate. Yeah, like, like you can see when you compare characters from episodes. Oh, you've grown. I can see a difference, but we didn't really get to see the full journey. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. the, I the think pro- the part of the problem was just kind of copy pasting the 
format of TNG really kind of hurt this series in because TNG had already been there and done a lot of this. Yeah. Like a lot of the like all the like the really good stories, the inner lights, you know, the Darmoks, like they can't just redo those on Voyager. So they have well, to they come can up redo with, Best of Both Worlds a little bit. So they have to come <laughs> up with, with new stories. And when you know when they lean into the premise of Voyager, they get some interesting stuff. You know, the ship alone in 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 this yeah, environment. Yeah, you know, like you, Eye of the Needle, something I, that's specific yeah, to their journey. Eye of the Needle, Year of Hell. Like you get these episodes that like really don't work for just that wouldn't have worked on TNG because there's always Starfleet ships nearby, and if yeah. you get into real trouble, you just call your friends. God, that's that's the one thing I forgot to mention about the episode we just watched, or about Endgame itself. Mm. This is the first fucking time in the history of the federation that a shitload of starfleet ships were near earth near earth yeah (laughs) when he was like get every ship in the area there's a fucking armada yeah fucking somewhere a very old retired captain goddamn cameron from the enterprise b (laughs) is like where were you motherfuckers when kirk got blown out of my ship Man, he is so PTSD about that, I bet. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. He blames himself. So much. So yeah, like, to me, like... Kirk wasn't even dead. <laughs> I think ultimately, I mean, I really Yet. do like Voyager. I don't think I like it as much as I like either DS9 or TNG. But I'm also not a Voyager hater, which right. I know there are a lot out there. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd have to rewatch the good seasons. TNG <laughs> to decide where it falls. Well, no, like, but that's the thing. You have to watch the bad seasons yeah. too because they're part of TNG. Yeah. You can't only watch the good episodes and say Voyager isn't as good as these. That's not fair. No, no, I know. I, I think you're right in that it averages out to yeah. probably being quite close, but I, I do wonder, like, right now I would say they're tied. A rewatch of TNG might shift it in either direction. A rewatch of this might shift it in either direction. Yeah. You're like, oh, right, Elogium, that sucks. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <laughs> But DS9 is still definitely just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, again, I, yeah, I think it would be, you'd be hard-pressed to find a series better than that. Prodigy. Time. I don't know you if Prodigy's, Prodigy's better, better than, than DS9. No, maybe I don't. If, if we see season two, god damn it, please let us see season two, I would then say we'll see. Because one season you can't really judge. If it gets... If some sane, sensible, not moronic network says, fine, Paramount, you idiots, we'll pay to make more of this show, and it gets enough seasons, I could see it getting close. Good. If they maintain this level of I mean, no, quality. no one can tell you what the future of a TV show is going to be. Not even an admiral <laughs> from the future. So. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, so, we've talked about all of it. Let's narrow back down, shall we? All right. So, we're going to get back to just season seven. The, the last season just we just season watched. season seven. Um, which was fine. Like yeah, we said, there's some good. There's not, a, there's not a ton of bad. There's a lot in the middle. It definitely has season seven syndrome. A little bit. And I kind of wonder, like, would it have not had it if it wasn't while they were simultaneously trying to kick off a new show? Yeah. I don't know. See, I also think, like, because they see this is the season that we have to be getting us home, that kind of narrated what some of the stories had to be. Yeah, yeah. Which is why we got, like, some, you know, more Barkley shit, and we got some Doctor shit. Yeah. All all of that. And we make it... You know, we need to get this to the destination of the finale. Yeah, I'm starting. Okay, you're starting with tops. Yep. Endgame. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Flawed in some ways, as we discussed, but overall entertaining. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Watching the Mulgrews yell at each other was great. Yeah, I love them. (laughs) Uh, That just 
the end with the queen literally falling to pieces for some oh, reason, man. ripping her own arm off. And, Jesus. And Alice freaking Creed. For some yeah. reason, like comparing her with, I wrote down her name, do, 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 Susanna Thompson, who was also Dax's wife. Right. It was a fine board queen. Like, I like oh, yeah, her, yeah. her, her pro- board queenness, but Alice Creed is just the sexy board queen. And you can't convince me otherwise. I mean, but, I've. Never found any of the board queens sexy, but... I, I had to get that in. Like, you that's can go fair. ahead and finish your list, but I had to mention that. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Shattered. Nice. Just such a fun little idea of, of, you know, the Back to the Future 2 of Voyager. Again, knowing, like you said, it's season 7. Let's have a fun little retrospective. Let's do a clip show in an original way, kind of. Mm. And Homestead. Yay! A little bow on the Neelix story. Yeah. I have a lot of overlap with you, so I'm going to go ahead and finish mine as well. My, my top three. Number three, Homestead. Just, yeah, such good Neelix work. You feel really satisfied with his ending. It brings a tear to your eye if you're if you're me or Caitlin, and I love that. Uh, number two, I'm going to give it to Critical Care, which was actually mm-hmm. some... Even though I spent so much of this season cringing at most of the Doctor stuff, Critical Care was like a good Doctor episode. Well, it was him being a Doctor, not a space creep. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. proves that he's really clever, mm-hmm. which he should have been in other episodes I could name. <laughs> Fucking Doctor. But no, Critical Care is excellent, and all the little Doctor characters are good. Uh, number one, I fucking loved Shattered. Shattered, I thought, mm. was excellent. Like, a really cool time travel story. I, I put it up there with before and after, you know, in, in my time travel story sure. rankings. Just smart as fuck. Jake or Caitlin? I'll go. I said Homestead. Yay! Yeah, I was really, it was really beautiful. And, uh, yeah, Ethan Phillips. I love him. Love Neelix. Yay. Beautiful. Character, character. Caitlin's arc. Caitlin, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I am the one season of in Voyager who had the most development. I said Critical Care. Okay. It's a great episode. Like you said, it's nice to see the Doctor not being a douche. And I also said Author, Author because oh, yeah. it felt like a really... Like, it wasn't a perfect episode, but I liked the message and I liked the, like, little bit of hope we got at the end with, like, you know, the EMH Mach 1s kind of... Being like passing along the story, like check this out. Except mm-hmm. now M stands for minor. Bad. Mm. Uh, well, and they've dropped the E because it's not an emergency. True. We need mining done now. The e is for enslaved. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, yep, that's it. Oh, Jake found it again. Uh, according to some, the E is for employed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're happy. They're happy doing it. What? <laughs> They're learning skills they could use later. Uh, anyway, Jake. All right, uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, I have some overlap here. Critical Care. Nice. Homestead, for the reasons previously stated. Oh, yay, sweet for Homestead. Yay. Uh, and then I'm going to throw one out that hasn't been said yet, The Void. Ooh, The Void's okay. a good the one. Void. Hmm. I like that one. I, I think that's just an episode where we, one of those episodes where we do lean into the premise. I want to be pirates so much. You know, we get, we're, <laughs> we bring sort of Federation ideals, I guess, to this area of space that's all fucked up and there's just a bunch of assholes and it works and it turns out that teamwork does make the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Liz? Okay, I so I have overlap with you guys. Um, I also enjoyed Critical Care because I like, I like a good sci-fi allegory that's mm-hmm. even, even one that says on the nose is that one. Shattered, I thought was... like, like It's like you said, it's, it's not quite a clip show. It's, it was a fun way to do a retrospective on the full series. But in a but still giving us an original story and like just Janeway just just not giving a fuck. And I included lineage 
Mm. Okay. And part okay. of it is... Uh, That's part... the one where, where the, the baby has a spine issue. Yeah, it was mostly Bolana's issues and Bolana freaking out because, Her like... dad sucks so much. Oh, he sucks so much. It exceeded my expectations because I'd been hearing, and I'd never seen this episode before. At least I don't... If I did, I don't remember it from, from my original... The original airing of it. I'd been hearing so much about, like, oh, you know, and then when Bolana's family does show up, like, you know, talk about, like, how that plays in with Latin portrayal on screen and everything in the show. I'm like, they're people. They're people. They're <laughs> yeah. humans. They're, and, and, like, the way that they have, the way that they react to, to Bolana, you know, to child Bolana, it's, it's varied. You know, you have the relatives who are nice to her, and you have her dad who's, you know, there's definitely, like, overtones of interracial marriage, intercultural marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Camping sucks. And camping, yes. camping is no thank you. No. Nope. <laughs> um, Never camp. Yes, I will also sit and read somewhere. But, um, just the, this is not. This is better than I would have expected if you had told me that there was going to be an episode where Belana is where where there was going to be an allegory of of just coming to terms with being of a mixed heritage and having having internalized hatred of oneself mm-hmm. and coming to terms with yeah. it. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job with Torres in that regard because I remember yeah. back in Faces they yeah. did another really interesting thing with her dual nature and how they're at odds, but they make her a person and all this. Yeah, thing. I mean, especially since like. I think I'm just so burned by by so many different episodic series of the '90s. When, whenever yeah. they handle racism, whenever they handle this kind of stuff, it's it's always so obvious that this was written by like some white dude from a perspective that isn't like where he didn't educate himself enough. And this felt like I was watching like how much you know feedback, how how much input did did what's her name have? Dawson. Yeah, Roseanne Dawson. Roseanne. Roxanne. <laughs> I'm gonna remind myself who wrote that because I know Kenneth Biller, who is also of mixed heritage, was particularly good at those episodes. Yeah, yeah. He, did, he did faces. I didn't. I just. Oh, I didn't realize. Was, yeah. I don't know much about the staff because, so. like, it, it definitely felt like you know someone knew what they were talking about when they when they wrote that. Written by James Kahn. I don't know who this person Kahn! is. Is that um? No, he happens to share a name with oh, a famous okay. actor. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that the actor? Yeah. Oh, right. I remember the first time yeah, I saw it pop up, and I was just like, "Can't be that one." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, apparently he's only really shown up for season seven of the of Voyager. So, oh, well, good job, James. Old Jimmy Boy. Oh, he's best known for the novelization of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Which I mean, I would say maybe a bunch of episodes of seasons out of Voyager, but okay. Oh, he wrote for TNG too. It was a really good novelization. There's like no mention here of well, he also wrote for novelizations of Poltergeist and Temple of Doom. It's gonna be an interesting career for a writer to to just to write novelizations of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting too. Is I get, the way it works normally is they give you the script while they're still making the movie, which is why sometimes novelizations will have scenes that end up cut from the final film. That's right, yeah. Or occasionally have something that, that goes a little differently in the movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Shifting over to the crap from season seven. Oh, I thought we were starting from the bottom. Jake's being a brat. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, who went first? Did Chris go first? I did. Okay, Chris is going first again. Nightingale. Okay. Part of the theme of let's fuck Harry, let's give him a command, and let's, he immediately turns into a jerk. Let's do him dirty. Which feels wrong. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't I do would that. mutiny too. Fuck yeah. that guy. But it's like, it just felt like, no, he wouldn't, no, fuck you this episode. Fuck you. Yes, fuck him. Natural law. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's the point of the episode. Ten minutes before the episode ends. You fucking idiots. Also, really bad blue screening a couple times, which I forgot to mention when we talked about it. Also, and we did talk about, like, the... 
like the the native portrayal in that as well. Yeah, it's, it's a little like problematic. Eh, yeah, and again, I know it's just me, but I really, really loathed the driving instructor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. But yeah, again, the, <laughs> the main the, the main thing like the problematic portrayal, and also again, like if you should have just done an episode about, oh gosh, we've accidentally allowed an uncontacted people to be contacted. What happens next? That's really interesting. Too bad most of the episode was Seven and Chakotay go camping. Flesh and blood. Great idea. Really hate how it turned out. Which was this was, this was the Herogen episode? Yeah. Really? I really feel like the whole thing was betrayed by the leader being a fucking psychopath. Oh, yes. The ending. The ending oh, yeah. Again, like, uh, yeah. to Liz's point, feels like it was written by a white guy. And I feel like you had a really great idea, but the end is so bad it ruins the whole thing for me. All right. Well, I have no overlap with Chris, and I'm shocked. The I'm shocked. That, I'm shocked. Two of these didn't come up for you, but the one I'm not shocked we got shocked by is one that I think I might be the only one who says uh, Renaissance Man, just because I'm sick of the Doctor at this point, and mm. God damn it, it was a missed opportunity to make him more clever. It was. He was so clever at outwitting everyone on the Voyager. It was. And yet somehow couldn't outwit two turd people. <clears throat> it just made it boring for me. That That's he fair. was that stupid. The two that I think might come up by other people will see. Drive, because Tom's proposal was garbage. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I forgot about that. I forgot that was part of that episode. Yep, that is that is when Tom proposes to Bolana to get out of a fight. Yep. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. I, I like, and that's the thing, I like Tom. I started off the whole show liking Tom, and, like, he's made a great journey, and he's yeah. had some great moments. Mm, threshold. He rocked Threshold somehow. He did. That, that yet, episode gets way too much shit. And yet he does something that stupid with his future wife. God damn it, Tom. Yeah. Uh, and number one on my list is Body and Soul, because the Doctor is because fucking disgusting. Gross. I did consider that one. I, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say that one because it's disgusting. Which one was Body and Soul again? Seven. The one where he's violating... Um, seven. seven. I, I thought about it. It was a strong Curious. contender. But I really hated that driving instructor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Caitlin. Well, Ames. Tell uh, me. Renaissance Man. Oh, wow! <laughs> so what didn't you like? Uh, just... It's just a creep. I hated the end. <laughs> well, the end is gross, too. The end is disgusting. So much gross. Like, please yeah, don't do that this. That kind of does just ruin do the it. whole thing, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's why when in Endgame and Seven's like, oh yeah, I want to feel emotions now. And he's like, oh, can I help? And she's like, no. Yeah. You're gross. You're so gross. I'm fucking Chakotay in that hot ass of his. Damn that ass. In a tub. Um, I also <laughs> said uh, Natural Law. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Drive. Nice. With uh, honorable mention to Nightingale. (laughs) Dishonorable mention. Dishonorable mention. All right, I'm going to go with Nightingale. Yeah! For the reasons previously stated, they do our boy dirty. I'm going to say natural law. Again, repeating uh, the sentiments that that Chris expressed. Uh, And then, again, I do have to go with uh, body and soul because Mm. it's gross. It's gross. Real gross. It's upsetting. Yeah, it could have been done... Like, really, I see Body and Soul as a missed opportunity. Just because, like, there were potential ways mm, to do that without it being gross. Thing. Cut the whole thing. Yeah, true. It's not... It reminded me so much of the Leia Brahms episode, where at the end, she has she's the one that apologizes. Yeah, they fucked and it up. And I hate that. Like, if it had even just been, like, rather than taking her over, he's just kind of in her head as an extra voice, and she's got like... Shh, shh, 
Oh, like Renaissance. Like matured people. Yeah, but better. <laughs> yeah, but clever. <laughs> yeah. Fucking clever. Yeah, but good. Yeah. <laughs> what about Liz? What about Liz? Okay. I think I've got it narrowed down. I'm going to go, I overlap, I, there's there's overlap. I'm going to, I'll start with Nard- Nightingale, because there's, the the entire time I was just, just griping at the screen. Being like, <laughs> what? This is all specifically to fuck over Garrett Wong and yep. it's dumb. None of this makes sense. Nope. Is this... This, was this written by someone who has never has, who has never watched? Who just him? hates Garrett Wong for no yeah, reason? Yeah, just like how how do we make him look like? It's like I, it turns out Garrett Wong wrote this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh no, <laughs> no, but you know what is this whole this whole season? Like every time like Harry's got anything going on, like I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like this is they really need they needed to for someone needed to go out of their way to really lean into like an emasculated Asian character type. Mm-hmm. Like he had to be he had to be like this this like. This wimpy nerd in the in the most embarrassing way, and yep. it just but and it just enraged now. me. The sax is the one thing they gave him, and I will <laughs> yeah. give him that as a former sax yeah, player some, myself. Some good, good big Bill Clinton energy. Liz is so cool. Listen, listen. I'm just gonna say it's real easy to play the sax badly. <laughs> so takes talent um, and lung capacity. I miss mm. that lung capacity. Uh, so then I also have body and soul. Sure. Mm. I, body is all frustrating me because, the, because like like you said, it could have been something interesting, and I like when they challenge Jerry Ryan like this because I feel like I do. I she's entertaining for me to watch when she does stuff like this, and I yeah. I liked her Im- impression of the doctor. Mm. But oh god, yeah. oh god, oh, oh, I needed to take a bath after that one, and then th- this might be a little controversial because uh, my my third one is author author. Ooh, I like a little, little descent. Tell us more. I, that one frustrated me too because I feel like it's it's an idiot ball issue. Mm. I feel like the problem was so was so obvious with such an obvious solution mm-hmm. right from the get. Like, why would why did we need to have all this conversation with so many people involved to get to the conclusion of change the faces? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally the only solution. Why is that? What? This is so much like this. Like, change the names, change the faces. Like, this is a teenage fanfic that you just need to fix. Tom has so many people programmed into the holodeck. You could have used any of them. Literally. Yeah, so, like, author, author, the whole time, like, this is dumb. This is so dumb. This whole episode didn't need to happen, and so now I have to watch this episode that didn't need to happen, and I hate when that's, like, when the premise is so bad, everything else built on top of it is shit for me. No, that's fair. It's no good. It's just, it's a pile of ashes. Mm -hmm. So, um... Tom with a mustache, though. You gotta, you gotta... You rock that mustache. (laughs) Uh, Also, shout out to to Garrett Wong for for pronouncing it Marseille. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like I took French, and I'm gonna show you. Uh, dishonorable mentions for Drive because what the fuck with Tom? That was a frustrating like. Yeah. Tom's character has gone has come farther than that. Uh, and Human Error because I I don't it's just I didn't like just all the the I don't know the the friend fic with Seven of Reg. I just yeah. like it's still gross when it's a lady doing it. Yeah, no. No, it's not fun. I didn't like that. Um, I also have, I, I, I think I, I might have done this last season. Was that last? No, season four. I have a mention where, like, I couldn't, <laughs> like, didn't It's quite, on both lists. <laughs> no, it, it didn't, it wasn't quite good enough for my top, uh, but 
you know, it there's de- there's definitely something that kept it off of the bottom list. Okay. Uh, and that's natural law because I'm gonna go. It's gonna be. It's gonna come back to a similar reason to the lineage. It exceeded my very low expectations. <laughs> because as soon as the as soon as the native species shows up, I'm like, oh no. But the pain oh, flutes. Yeah, there were a no. lot of pain How is the white man gonna help these a- these uh, aliens? Well, it's like it's one thing. Man. One thing they subverted it with was having Chakotay there. Well, and then I was like, okay, how like how Akuchimoya is he gonna get? <laughs> <laughs> But Not he a didn't. single But he didn't. Not a single How one. was, how are they, like, how childlike are they going to be portrayed? They weren't really portrayed that childlike at all. You know what's funny is, how many Akuchimoyas did we get in the whole show? Not Two? that many, really. Maybe Too many. Five. The, the Akuchimoyas definitely were it, like, infrequent by the end. Yeah, I expected it to be a couple of times a season. They're... I expected the, in the words of my people... To come up, I, I, don't, I can't even think of a single time he said that. They, I hear it all I mean, the time. They did realize, surprisingly quickly, we need to drop this yeah. now. I mean, the early seasons were definitely like, among my people. Yeah. Like, people yeah, have to say yeah. I mean, we were talking about like the growth of characters. Well, let's talk about the growth of the writers that started <laughs> from, don't your people turn into birds and fly? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think well, I think Chakotay's art can be described as we hired a bullshit consultant who fed us all sorts of shit, and so we like really made him a horrible stereotype, and that's all we had him that's all we had him built on. So once we realized, we just stopped everything to do with Chakotay for a bit, true. and Chakotay just became nothing for a bit, and then eventually Chakotay became something again. Yeah, to like they just completely Chakotay. they just blew up the ship, and then they eventually <laughs> rebuilt something else. And what what grew out of that yeah, by well, the end of it was what good. we got with the end was a good Chicote and I enjoy him. Yeah. So like natural law was just like, oh no. Oh god. And I was tempted to just pour myself a drink and just like just get just brace. And it was fine. You know, like about the same I did look up the cast list to just try and like figure out who played uh I can't remember the name of the of the species. But I was like, yeah, they all look pretty white. Mm. That's they could have used so much less makeup if they just got people <laughs> with melanin, but fine. But I mean, it was it was not you know like amazingly thoughtful represent like authentic representation of an uncontacted culture that you know that would be allegorical in the real world. But it was not terrible yeah, for me. Their language was cool. Yeah, the language was cool about that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So like that not was, as cool as the phantom like, language. I like them. Oh, the phantom. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's mentioned for me. <laughs> no, that's it's a good mention. I'm glad you brought that up. Mentioned. I love that. Here's a mention. Look, I and say even involve Andy Dick. I say we keep this momentum going and start with the worst of overall. <laughs> okay, fine. I just I'll I, allow it. All right, so we're gonna flip the script. So we go out. You know, I think Voyager deserves to be gone out on a on a positive note. Fine. So we're starting with I'll, bottoms. I'll allow it. I thought you might start from the bottom. All right. So as I said in a section, I have cut. I have my lists, but I'm actually a little unclear on the order. So this is live. Doing it live. Fuck it. Tattoo. Mm, Number five yeah. worst. Rough. Yeah, rough. Number four. Eleven fifty nine. Shocking. Mm, bad. Henry Janeway, and also the same problem as Assignment Earth. Not an episode of Star Trek Voyager at all. Like really, yeah. not at all. Yeah, but really, just fuck Henry Janeway. Yeah, yeah. Or fucking, don't actually, because monster. you might accidentally give him progeny. Well, yeah, but that's how we got Catherine Janeway. So yeah, somebody else could have. Yeah. Clearly, the genes were strong on. Carol O'Donnell, whatever the fuck her true, name is. True. Uh, there, are, there are ways they could have done it way better. Oh yeah. Know, like I, I would. I think we mentioned this when we were talking about this episode that that random episode of Mythic Quest that isn't Mythic Quest, but it's still good. Mm. 
There are ways they could have made it work. Yeah, yeah. Step one, uh, completely rewrite Henry Janeway. Don't make the gentrifiers the good guys. Right. Uh, retrospect. Mm-hmm. That's the... The false memories oh, seven Oh, God, the thing. false memories Yeah. Shit. And they're very bad science. Yep. Constantly. Yep. 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 Less said about that, the better. Uh, elogium. Hey. Sticky hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And fury. Quarkess. That yeah, poor Kess bitch. Gets two episodes on your list. That's just that's they did that poor character and that poor woman so dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and that thing is none of it's her fault. It's not bad because of Kess. It's bad because of what the writers did to Kess and what the producers did to Jennifer Lean. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely an undercurrent of that through the series. Yes. All right, I have some some different things to shit po- shit upon. Mm, so I'm going to shit upon them now. Number number five on my bottoms list. I've got to bring back up Body and Soul because I just I'm just so angry. About <laughs> That's it. fair. I'm just so angry about Body and totally Soul. Totally fair. When Seven is saying you violated me, you mm. violated me, and the image is like it's fine, everything's fine. Yeah, that, to me, that's like the worst part about that. I episode, love Kate. Is how they make her say you violated me, and then they basically made the response like, well, you were dressed like you wanted it. Moving on, you know, it's yeah. just like what the fuck. It makes me so angry that yeah. that is. That's where they they leave it there, and they don't make the doctor apologize. Mm-hmm. No, he's because the good it was, guy. It was funny and wacky. Look at look at Seven of Nine acting funny. It's it's cute. No, I hate you. Uh, number four, the fight. Yep, that was that was in strong consideration. Yeah, because poor tr- Chakotay. The I'm poor thing. I remember a lot about it because like it, there's it, like dr- dream shit, and I always hate dream shit. You do, yeah. Yeah, it's bad I, dream my, shit. My note about that one is yeah, it's Chakotay who hallucinates. Everyone hated this one. Yeah, <laughs> because that's because I went back through through your previous post, previous episode roundup. That's how I decide mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, yours is all recorded there. I use I use yours as a guideline because I don't always agree with everyone. But yeah, I was like, wow, everybody hated this episode. I just don't remember it well enough. Well, that's the thing. Like, when I went back to it, it's like, I know I hated it, but I don't remember the specifics, mm-hmm. which I think is why Tattoo wound up on the list instead. I remember what was <laughs> wrong with Tattoo. Yeah, see, the fight I remember... I hate dream shit. I, I hate know, when dream yeah. shit re- like represents shit that yep. is, there's no reason why it would. Yep. Was tattoo the tattoo's the naked Chakotay. Tattoo's uh white, white tattoo's savior. the reason I'm part yeah. alien. Yeah, a- yeah. Alien. yeah. Oh, aliens. Boy. Okay. Are yeah, that Native one Americans is bad. From aliens, yes, right? obviously. Uh, number three, elogium. Mm-hmm. That's, that makes it makes oh, no sense. It's very bad. bad. It's gross to make your character go through heat, and I don't like it. And yet we do it. Every goddamn series of of Star Trek has heat. Oh yeah, because there's Pon Far, but we'll get back to mm-hmm. Pon Far in a minute. Oh yeah, because the good first, Al Pacino kind. First, I have to shit on my number two, which is Sacred Ground, because I'm just enraged by Sacred Ground. The whole no Janeway, ignore science, faith, and she's like, but why? No, no, no. That's you don't ask why. Faith. That's that's hold written. this rock. Paint this thing. Bite this newt. What the shit? Definitely was in consideration for me as well. Yeah, I, it's, it's pointless nonsense shit that happens, and I don't like it. And the and the mediator woman was infuriating. Uh, but my number one, and the only F I gave to anything in Voyager. Mm. There was one F, there were five Ds, and I had to drop one of them. I'll tell you later which one the one I dropped was, so that in case it's on one of your lists, I'm not taking the air out of your Tires. Nikes. <laughs> huh? But my, my one F goes to Blood Fever. 
because sure. Sure. Confar is just the sexual worst. assault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way that we're like, no, no, Tom, go bang Balana because she's in Ponfar. That's not okay. No. And when Tom even says, no, this isn't okay, I give him credit. Yeah. I enjoy Tom in that. Yep. But then Tuvok, in the worst Tuvok thing I've ever seen, comes in and says, no, Tom, go bang Balana. I hate that. I hate that so much. There's no consent involved, and it's gross as hell. And and rant. (laughs) Makes sense for Vulcans, though. They're the worst. They are the worst. I hate that. They're so bad. (laughs) It was fine in that one TOS episode, but now it's fucking canon, and they're disgusting. Well, and also in in that case, it was also like there was going to be like getting together with the other person who's been psychically driven mad by sex. So it was going to be fine. They cancel each other out. God, the Vulcans are the worst. <laughs> Do you want to go? Oh, yeah. Do it. I have st- I stopped putting these fucking things in order. That's fine. During, like, the original series, so in no particular order. Alice. Hmm. Mm, yeah, it's a bad. Mm-hmm. Fuck Alice. Alice wasn't even on your bottom for that season. Though. Well, I've had a... Reconsidered? I've reconsidered because... My season, my series wrap up is usually based on what, if anything, I can remember, Let's and I remember out. hating Alice <laughs> a lot concerning flight. Oh yeah, sure. Sure. boy, was that bad? Hated it, didn't mm-hmm. like it at all. Don't need holodeck adventures, holiday character adventures. No, yeah, stay the fuck in the holodeck where you belong. <laughs> Jesus, that um, made no sense. That was the episode made no fucking sense. No sense. So weird. It, I, <laughs> Look no forward sense. to my fanfic. Oh, oh yay! No. Okay, but if you're doing it, yeah, I give you a little more credit than most of the writers on Star Trek. To be it, fair, it's gonna make sense when you're doing it because one, you're a competent writer, but two, you do you like everything you do is batshit, so he'll fit right in. And three, it is fanfic. It's true. These yeah. are actual episodes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think of course the episode where we... fanfic's allowed to be shit. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, it's encouraged. Yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, Eleven fifty-nine. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just. By Hercules Taint. Get the fuck out of here, Henry Janeway. It's the Jesus fucking Christ. worst. Like. It's just nothing good and, about it. like, him. you're fucking all your friends and neighbors over. You're gonna have a good life. Stop being such a douche. Oh, they should have fucking... What's her name him? Killed him? Edith Keeler him. Oh. oh, my God. Dear Jesus. Uh, his son was good. Yeah, yeah his, his son, was, son great. was great, and his son would be a lot happier if his father was dead. But also, his son is a little too young for Catherine O'Donnell or whatever the fuck her name is. Oh yeah, no, no, they, so. she just adopts him. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, if we want the Janeway lineage, oh yeah, we can't. You can't marry the. Well, boy. she adopts him and then marries someone who isn't Henry Janeway. Henry Janeway's handsome, not asshole brother comes to town. Oh, Fred yes. Janeway, and he, oh, the only played way, by the only Robert way Beltran. I was going to say, the only way it's different is it's the same actor, but with a mustache. <laughs> and he doesn't care about Heracles. Well, maybe, maybe O'Donnell marries Janeway, takes his name, then he dies. There and we then go. she marries somebody better. Mm. Played by Robert Keeps the Janeway. But keeps the Janeway name. Sorry, go on. And I get compliments on the hyphen. Yeah, or she just is uh, a single mom. Who knows? Well, two more. This is the doing Kess dirty fucking <laughs> series yeah. rap, man. Elogium. Gross, mm-hmm. disgusting, mm-hmm. ew, hated it, fury, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did her well, so Well, in, in, in universe, out of universe, in every universe, fury is the worst. Mm-hmm. Terrible. So that's it. That's it. That's, that's fine. All right. And honorable mention to literally everything you guys have said, honestly. <laughs> <because> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I have, I think, do, do I have anything? Oh, I might have one that I don't think came up. Okay. Uh, to be honest. Was I'm there gonna, a lot of overlap? There's a lot of overlap. That's fine. You're the one who went fourth. So, uh, yeah, on my bottom, again, in no particular order, because I don't have the energy to think about what order these should go in, <laughs> I do have 1159. Yeah. Did you also say 1159? No, I'm the one of us that didn't. Oh, man. Yeah, well, fuck Henry J. Wayne anyway. We might. Do we have a sweep? I don't know. Tell us. You got to tell us. I haven't made that up. Uh
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like episode. it's such a nothing episode. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't give us anything. It and makes I'm Tom t- look like an ass. And I like Tom. Well, <laughs> being fair, he was being manipulated by an AI that gave him weird shirt nipples. The shirt nipples that was okay. And there's just something about like at this point, I'm just so tired of sexy femme fatale lady voice being yeah. used. Unless for it's Borg Queen. It's just she doesn't really have a sexy femme fatale. No, she definitely has like a menacing, like creepy whisper to it. You can, you, listen, listen, I'm not going to kink shame and you do you, but like, it's not the cliched, conventional, you know, also, meant to give a boomer a boner. This is like you know? the least important part of why it's bad, but the ship is fugly. And Tom is there like, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's no, so it isn't. Beautiful. Isn't she a beauty? Okay, so that's what, that's three. All right. Okay. All right. You can on. do it. All Gotta right. cut one. I'm going to go with Nightingale. Oh wow. wow! Poor Harry. Yeah, like Nightingale has definitely been hovering, but it's 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 my it's my enjoyment of like the concept is not bad of the overarching plot, the main plot. I like that. I love uh, what's his name, Ron Glass. Mm. Um, when you, whenever he shows up, elevates everything. So maybe this is this is this is somewhere between absolute worst and mention, um, <laughs> but. I, my rage on behalf of, of Harry Kim and Garrett Wong overall, like, it's such, it's beyond doing dirty. Like, this is just, this feels like such a deliberate, like, hit job. Mm. It it just, it's so unnecessary. Yeah, like, it's, it's almost something... like they heard the fans saying, why is Harry is still in, still an ensign? And the, and the writers being like, let's show him. Because fuck you, that's Let's why. have him act out of character to justify like, why. I could have bought this episode in, like, season two or three. Mm-hmm. When he's still learning. Yeah. But, like, it's... Oh God, yeah. why? Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Why? Stop ruining the series. Just let me watch it. Let's just make just make a good show. Mm-hmm. So that's what, four? That's four. Then you, you, you pick, pick one. Guys. Pick one. Guys. What are they? <laughs> uh, hang on. I'm going to pick one right now. I'm going to... Nope. Okay. I'm going to go with my usual standard of, uh, like, what was my con- continuous reaction watching the episode. I'm going to go with Threshold. I'm going to go with Threshold because the whole time I'm like, what? Listen, listen. You can talk about the performances in it. You can talk about. You could. That's it. That's all you can talk about because everything else is like, what the fuck is happening? What is this concept? Why are we going here? Why? Never explain. Never justify that they turn into lizards and meat. It's, it's never justified because, like, what is is this an ascension? It's clearly not some kind of ascension to a higher a, a higher species because, well, like, say. there's no like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. like, why? Why That's all this build up? All and it was so melodramatic. He's like, no, I have to go smacking things, and he's melting into fish goo, and he's just like, I have to hit warp ten. None of it made sense. Why is this happening? Please stop this episode. That was the best description of that episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. ever. I think I've said when we covered that episode, if instead of evolving into Thing, they had flipped it to mutating because of radiation sure. from the warp. Then you could work with that. Fixed it, cut the lizards. Sorry, I do but love you lizards. we all love the babies. I do They're love the only children lizards, in Star Trek we but like. they make no sense. Delete the lizard babies. No. Yes, delete, delete the wife. If they had just mutated uncontrollably... And Tom were there, developing like whoa, looking great in that makeup. Mm. That episode could be great. Mm. Yeah. But they botched it so hard. <laughs> Why did they have to have babies? 
The answer yeah. is creepiness. The answer is creepiness, which creepiness. is my, my dishonorable mentions, and I'm, yes. I'm just going to rattle them off because, like, I just, they they all make me groan. Fury is the one that's getting bumped down. Mm. 11.59 is in dishonorable, dishonorable mentions. And uh, these, have already, these are both mentioned, I think. Ex post facto and retrospect are in my notes as misogynist Rashomon part one and misogynist Rashomon part two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'd like to steal a page from your book and do a mention. Yeah, okay. Um, but I can't think of the title. Ames will know. The second Silverbloods episode. Course Oblivion. Course Oblivion, which, again, I, I somewhat regret not putting on both the top and bottom list for that season because I hated how it made me feel, mm. but I get that that was the point and it was successful. I still both despise and love it. It is such a weird quantum episode of just, I, I will probably never willingly watch it again because of how terrible it makes me feel. But again, that was the point. Ah! Ah. All right. Well, let's do our top. I, I have one more. The one that didn't oh. make oh, yeah. anyone's oh, list I, that was on my... We're doing that. We're still dishonorable mentioning. Oh. One more. Well, what if somebody's dishonorable mention happens to be somebody's honorable? Then, that, be then you're be wrong to... because it's Barge of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, no one liked Barge of the Dead. Okay, that's fair. That, that, that was in strong consideration, Fine. too. Barge of the Dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, the Klingon afterlife, 100% real. Apparently. Excuse me, what? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking dumb Fuck episode. You. I, I also no, considered that, that one. All right, well, if we are still doing dishonorable mentions, mine is Body and Soul. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Real bad. Yes. Okay, yeah. Very bad that episode. That was the one that didn't make the five. All right. But there is some good stuff. Yep. Mm. Yep. Tell us about it, Chris. Uh, there were a lot of options, and this was actually a lot harder. And at the end of the day, instead of putting a lot of thought into it, I just thought, what made me happy? Of course, Oblivion. Uh, <laughs> So number five, five. false prophets. (laughs) I could have called that one. (laughs) Look, it's the Ferengi. Look, it's Neil Ferengi a Ferengi. Look, it's people being really quick to kill Ferengi. This is amazing. Yay! The rest of the order is trickier. Uh, Let's go with Living Witness. Hooray! Mm Uh, let's go with Riddles. Oh, that's a good one. Which one's Riddles? Tuvok has to recover from severe brain damage and him and Neelix are friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Neelix now, is like the best little little care, care, taker, caretaker? Yeah. Caregiver. What, what am I looking for? Yeah. Yep. Caregiver. Death Wish. Oh, with the, with Quinn. Mm-hmm. Oh, good mm-hmm. one. Quinn's great. And Jatrell. Oh, snap. Which one is that? Uh, Neelix's backstory. Yeah. The, the oh, Metreon. He meets his Dr. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Topical. Yes. He meets his Barbie. <laughs> Of course, uh, by, the time this, by the time this goes up, the internet will have moved on to something else. But I have very little overlap with Chris, but I am going to say it, because even if Chris won't, Course Oblivion. Oh, no, that's fair. Because it, 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 it sticks with you, and like Chris said, oh, it, like, does. it is so successful at evoking a reaction out of people, because by the end, like, you know they have to die. Yep. You know they can't live. That nope. wouldn't that wouldn't work. And you can see, and you're so invested in, in the journey of the Silverblood people mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you, you can't help but root for them. I mean, I remembered it. I remembered how it made me feel. I watched it once as a child. We got to it again when I was an adult, and I was like, I know how much I'm going to be so upset, and I was. So it's very effective television. Plus, yeah. it's, it's also so clever the way they, they do it. Like, you learn yeah. over the course of the episode who they are. Mm-hmm. 
you only see the actual crew in like the last fucking scene. Yep. And they're like, oh, I wonder what that was. Oh, well. Uh, Lottie Dottie. Just yeah. some trash and space. Oh, my God, that fucking episode. Yeah, it's so good. It's so deliberate, and I love that. Uh, number four, something that's also like just very clever, and it should be stupid, but it's not, and that's Distant Origin. There's oh, just dinosaur. So fun. There's just dinosaur people. But holy shit, it's a Galileo it's so, alligator. It shouldn't be good, but it is. Mm-hmm. You ignore like immediately like dinosaur people. Fuck this. But then you get invested in it, and Chakotay's mm-hmm. the best guy. Yeah. And the dinosaur people look great, and, and I. They're love. jerks. Yeah, and their and their leader is a bitch on oh, wheels. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Nice chair though. Nice chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> number three, I do overlap with Chris because Living Witness is amazing. Woo. Everyone's fucking evil and great. <laughs> so good. Uh, and we learn about history, which I also enjoy. Oh, yeah, it's also all right. Uh, number two is just my super, super soft spot because I'll always love relativity. Oh, sure, relativity. sure. Future, future, future seven cops. of nine have to, has to come back and save oh. the other people because the time cops willed it so. I mean, yes. Captain Brax in this cell screaming, I was right, I was right. I Got mean, it. Really, that episode wins because it gets Jerry Ryan in a normal person uniform that too. and not her fucking ridiculous jumpsuit. Yeah, and then I write fanfics about Seven and Duquesne forever. Sure. But that that's the part that's just me. Uh, number one, I'm going to give it to Year of Hell. Okay. Mm, that's yeah. just, valid, yeah. Just, let's just go full, like, dark. Everyone's constantly dying. The Krenum are cool as hell and Anorax might be, I think I mentioned the other week that he's my favorite villain. Mm-hmm. Good for him and his ship rocks. Mm-hmm. Just real great. So two year tops are ones where a lot of the crew die. I mean, yeah. That's me. That's what I do. It is bomb. Ugh, let's skip, shift over to Caitlin's favorites. Okay. Try to think about order. I don't know why. Order is optional if that helps. Memorial. Good one. Good choice. Because there was a lot of discussion that came out of that as well, and mm-hmm. it was really well done. Uh, remember? Nice. Oh, that's a yeah. good one, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Wait. Shit. With Bolana's boyfriend from her oh, brain. Oh, yes. That is a good brain one. brain boyfriend. Yep, brain yep, that is a good friend. one. Similar themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing Human. That's a good one, too. With Krellmaset. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, yep, 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 yep. The Cardassian the... Nazi Cardassian doctor. Mangala. Yeah, mm, that's a good one. Yeah, that, one's, that one. I love the I love the episodes that make you think like this. That's yes. great, Caitlin. And then Riddles. Yeah. Yep. Which I also did not rank in the top three when we did this, I'm pretty sure. Okay, remember again which one Riddles is. Riddles is the one. Isn't that the one where... um Caregiver or Neelix? Yeah, oh, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, God, I need a caregiver. All right, go on. And then, um, I think my favorite was Homestead. Oh, word! Oh. Love Neelix. Cute. Love character Neelix. arc. Yep, my character arc is completed. Favorite episode, Homestead. Up there, anyway. I don't know. Like I said, it, it's it's harder for me, because, like, as soon as we watch these things, they pretty much leave my mind. So if I remember them at all, that's positive or negative. Like, mm-hmm. it's either really good or really yeah, bad. they left yeah. an impact. So, but that's a, that's a great episode, and... I, got, I felt like I owed it to Neelix since I gave him so much shit for so long. <laughs> All right. Well, my top's in no particular order. I'm going to start with Blink of an Eye. Oh, good. I'm glad someone brought that one up. The, the, fun, good. the funny planet where time moves fast. And Daniel Day oh, Kim is an astronaut. That's a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's an episode that doesn't actually feature the crew that much, no. but well. Yeah, it's yeah. still Star Trek, though, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that episode. Yeah, all the little vignettes are just what you need. And yeah, I really appreciate just it. the right amount of each of them. Mm-hmm. 
from there, I think I have overlap with other people. So, uh, Year of Hell. Yay! Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just really cool episode. Uh, Red Foreman, great as always. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's got everything. Everybody dies. Janeway blows up the ship. She loves it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Living Witness. Hells, yeah. Because, again, same type of reason other people have said. Jatrell. Ooh. Yay! One of the, one of the, or like season one. It is, yeah. 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 I was shocked when I found out that was season one. I was like, really? Holy crap. Here's another season one goodie for you. <gasps> Gasp. Eye of the Needle. Hooray! With your Romulan friend. With oh. Romulan. Yep. yep. Yeah, you put your, that Romulan friend on your favorite characters list. Mm-hmm. He's a, a good guy. He's a good friend. It did occur to me recently, like, Nemesis is not a good movie. <laughs> but... You got to admit, there's nothing more Romulan than having your government destroyed by one of your own idiot plans coming back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. The Shinzon plan? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Romulan. Such a... And then Sela swoops in and is like, ha ha, me too. I just love... The the only right way to write Romulans is to write them as the biggest morons in space. Just needlessly complicated plans that honestly, even if the heroes hadn't shown up, would somehow have failed because they are too complicated. They're like some kind of version of the monarch from Venture Brothers. Yeah. Just like, I'm so diabolical. And then everything's dumb. It just fails. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Love them. What's up with you? Tell us your favorites, Liz. I've got total overlap with you guys, I think. Whoa. So. We like what we like. Yeah. Where do I start? So I'll start Eye of the Needle, because I I, I love it. If you know, if, if there's there's such a Cold War vibe to it too, mm-hmm. like you know, with with Romulans and, mm-hmm. with the Romulan in there, it was like this is yeah. No, I don't mm, trust you on. people. Wait, I trust you people. No, I trust great. you people. And even just like the you know the the bittersweet like the just the the tragic you know like follow up. Uh, remember word because the, there there is definitely a theme with some of these because I have remember and living witness, which I just you know. Just, yeah. That's how, do question, pa- how do we pass on questioning history and telling the tough stories and and accepting them? Like that's that's you know it's great. I love it. Course Oblivion. Yeah. Because oh, so I have Course Oblivion and Blink of an Eye. Those two are paired together thematically because of just like this. You know, like I keep I always describe it as like oh, it's very classic sci-fi. It's been mm-hmm. this sort of like this sweet you know like tragedy. There's like this doom to it, but still like something so very human. And then, oh god, things that just things that got bumped off. I have a bunch of honorable mentions. I'm just gonna rattle them off because I, I love them all too much. I can't pick just one or two. Meld because of Suter. Yeah, because I fucking, fucking love Brad Dorif. God, that man. What a performance. So good. Uh, worst case scenario because Ooh, that's a good I really one enjoy. It. Like I just I just love like when that became the buzz of the ship. Somehow what? the better counterpart to to author author for me. Which one's mm-hmm. worst case scenario? Uh, worst case scenario is oh, someone we discovered like this hollow novel. Seska, where... Seska made oh, this yeah. uh, hollow thing that t- very good two box hollow thing. That's how you do weird plans, Romulans. You do Cardassian plans. Yeah. You do them. Uh, Distant Origin because hey, scope's like an allegory. Year of Hell, Bride of Chaotica. Yeah. Fuck yeah. How is that not on Chris's list? I considered it. <laughs> and Shattered. Shattered because good I really liked it. Your actual number one. Mm, I don't know if I could pick a number one. I mean... Well, what did you, well, your fifth one, rather. Were those all honorable mentions? Uh, my fifth one, those were all honorable, honorable mentions. My my five are Eye of the Needle, Remember, Living Witness, Course Oblivion, and Blink of an Eye. Oh, I just lost my Li- Living Sorry. Witness <laughs> was one that, that uh, the deciding factor, because I couldn't remember... I was trying to compare that one to, like, 
distant origin and living witness got bumped up because it's kind of like you're one of your one of your like criteria i remember seeing this when it first aired when i was when i was like a teenager mm. i did not remember the whole thing and right. i remember like it being a little beyond my reach you know like just as a as a kid mm-hmm you know, I was an older kid, but I was still a kid. Yeah. And it's, but it stuck with me. Like it stuck with me enough that when it came, that when it came on in the rewatch, was like, I remember this one. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, like I'm totally here for it now. I can see why it would have been a little challenging for me as a kid. But like, if it stuck with me the whole, like the whole time, then it gets on there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any, any just mentions because that's just too exhausting for the whole series. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I have uh, my honorable mentions. I had two critical care. Mm-hmm. And life signs. Oh, with an RL. Ah, yes, yes. Which one? That's uh, the, the the doctor. The Vidian. The Vidian one. The Vidian woman who gets a hollow body for oh, a while. Yes. He's like, I don't want to go back, and it's right. like it's like a doctor love story that's not gross. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's genuine. Yeah. Yeah, that one was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. A couple of little, little praises. I really like one, the one where Seven's alone on yeah, the I'm ship. Yeah, kind of surprised you. Uh, oh, I'm that. Good. I'm sorry. You said one, and I thought of the drone, drone named one. Drone is, drone is my other my other one that's really high up there because I, mm. I do love that one too. But yeah, one I think is just fabulous. Yeah, it's good episode too for for exploring Seven's isolation. Yeah, it's a pretty well done like thriller episode mm-hmm. in Star Trek, which is rare. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. So yeah, Voyager, we'll miss you. Now it's time for Scott Bakula's Frosted Tips. Well, before that, we're just going to weed it out. We're just yes. going to, the, to filler filler out the rest of this season before we jump into Enterprise with a couple extra little things. I know we've teased a whole bunch of times now, because we did Back to the Future Part 1, and then Jake asked us to split up and make sure we do Parts 2 and 3 as separate episodes, so prepare for that. We're heading back, where you say... Back to the future. God damn, kill me dead. And then the Old West. Yeah, so we're doing two and three in the next couple of weeks, so prepare for two next week, three again in another week. That's the plan. Woohoo. And then, you know, Enterprise is on the way. We still have fanfics coming up. We've got great stuff coming up here, so definitely be keeping listening to us. Hey, and this is your last time jaking us out. It's not, because I'm going to do them for the, uh, the ten forwards, too. Oh, are you? That's yeah. what we do. One. Chris isn't back until Enterprise. I guess I meant for Voyager. Oh, Fair for enough. Voyager, yeah. That's true. You're taking us out of Voyager for last more, time. No more Voyager. We made it home, everyone. Welcome home. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. I'm going to play my sax. This has been Chris. See lung capacity. And this is Liz. Thank you for having me on. Thanks Thanks for thank you for joining us. The true Voyager was the Voyager we made along the way. Uh. <laughs> yeah, why wasn't it... Why wasn't the toast to the voyage? Oh, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Hey, great episode <laughs> title. Thank you, Jake. You did it. Jake always, always finishes it up for you. Mm-hmm.